Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome back. Glad to be here. Obviously, we have a huge episode for you with B and K Morgan Studio. Um, Shoot, this this run of episodes is probably my favorite stretch of the year. Where we have bowl predictions, we got college football breakdown this week, which I know is K Morgan's favorite episode of the year, and then we go into a fan, NFL uh, fantasy segment starting next week. Uh, so, really quick, this is TD Podcast presented by Resilient Real Estate. Um, we have our Golden Road drink of the day. We're drinking the Danny Trejo Cerveza. So anyone who knows uh, Machete, Danny Trejo, he is on the box. Is he on the can too? Yeah, yeah he's on the can. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, what do you think of it, K-Morg? Uh, first set, hold on. It's pretty shit. <laughs> it's blank. <laughs> uh, it's not the uh, – I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard first sip after not having a beer all day. What I mean, you're out, like fully out? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't, I don't know. I don't love it so far. Cool can though. I don't want to shit on him because you know I like Danny Trejo. Machete. He says Mexican craft lager. It's a cool can. It's a cool can. Cool can. So we'll that's see, our. We'll see after the first one. You know what I mean. That's our Golden Road uh, drink of the day. So obviously we've had a long off season for college football. We've had a ton of information. We've touched on a few topics here uh, with NLI and what else? We went over a couple a couple things. Ton, ton of stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, call, the, that was the other thing we went over. It was a. Uh, Playoff expansion, possibly, which we're not going to get this year, but hopefully in the near future. Um, but I want to hand this episode over to Kay Morg. You know, this is his specialty. This is his forte is uh, NCAA and college football is what he lives for. So um, without further ado, Kay Morg, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So first thing off the jump, we have to talk about um, absolute legend of college football passed away uh, this past week. Bobby Bowden. Passes away at the age of 91, former Florida State head football coach. Um, battled COVID last year. He's had cancer a couple times now. Was a coach for Florida State um, in the 80s, early to th- all the way up to the 2000s. So um, really sad to see. I mean, talk about an absolute legend of the sport. Deion Sanders says amazing things. Warwick Dunn was on ESPN last night talking about him. Um, and just an absolute phenomenal coach. Two national championships, as I mentioned. Uh, absolute crazy, crazy, crazy stat that I saw was from 1987 up until 2000, 13 years, his team finished in the top five every season. Wow. Holy crap. Nick Saban hasn't done that. 13 straight years. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Saban, obviously more national championships and things like that. But as far as finishing in the top five every single season for Bobby Bowden. That's pretty crazy. So absolute legend. Um, really sad to see. You know, we're kind of losing kind of the older legend of college football, the coaching staff. So um, another one down. So very unfortunate. Um but moving into some more positive news, going into college football offseason. I know we haven't talked about it for a while, um, but we did talk about the college football uh, expansion, right? We talked about the playoffs. So um, if you want more information on that, please listen in. Season two, um, early in season two, we did talk about that when it came out. It is not official, but it is something that has been um, talked about and discussed, and it is up for conversation with the playoff committee. So hopefully we'll get something like that in the next year. As of right now, this season, we'll talk about what we have today because that has not been officially announced, so we still have a four-team playoff. But please listen into the uh, earlier episode when we did go into that. Um, something I do want to talk about a little bit more 
again, we talked about the NIL, right? Players are now able to profit off of their likenesses, right? We talked about that. Players can sell merch. They can um, have their own brand, logo, sponsorship, whatever they need. They can make money off of it now. So it was a big win for college football athletes and athletes in college football in general. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was Nick Saban's comments, okay? Nick Saban was in an interview a couple of months back now, and he was talking about NIL, and he was talking about his quarterback, Bryce Young, right? His upcoming quarterback has not started one single game this year. And he said that Bryce Young has made present day six figures and is reaching seven figures already. Yeah, it's like 900000 almost a million. Almost a million dollars, okay? Jesus. I'll leave this one pretty open-ended. I mean, what do you guys have to say about that? I'm not surprised. I mean, it's the best college football program in the history of sports mm -hmm. with a five-star quarterback recruit. Yeah, out of California, modern day. Number one. Him and DJ, yeah. right? One and two, yeah. yeah. Two. Flip flop, so, either one, whatever you look I, at. I actually, I'm with, I'm with CY. I'm not surprised with him, um, and I'm pretty sure DJ's probably floating around that number. Oh, too. sure. I want to ask you. I mean, we can get into it later. Just if you want to talk about it now, but in regards to the NIL, the Quinn Emmer situation. So we'll talk Quinn Emmer's a little bit more okay. later. Do you on. want to save that I've for got, the bit? I've got Quinn Emmer's because that's part of this situation, oh, right? It's, he it's a hundred percent part of this situation. So yeah. So but back to this conversation with Nick Saban. Do so. You're saying you're not surprised. So you think what he's saying is a hundred percent accurate? Oh yeah. You don't see this being a lie. No. My my only thing is like I I'm not saying I doubt that he's made that kind of money, but I don't think Nick Sab Saban saying that is not strategic, right? This guy oh. hasn't played one snap. Nick Saban just told basically every recruit in college or high school, come to my school, you're a millionaire. True. You're a millionaire. You haven't even played a snap. You're a five-star QB. You're a millionaire. But, I mean, now he's just saying they're a millionaire without actually having to hide that they're fact they're making that. Like, you don't think Trevor Lawrence was pushing this last year? Maybe not this much in this extent. But, I mean, you look back and Reggie Bush was pushing cheap rent with – cars and like <laughs> that's yeah it's that's just it's, it's it's a little they're just talking about it now like i don't think trevor lawrence wasn't broke you know like i just don't i don't see any surprise or shock and all factor here. okay i i think it was i thought strategic i thought it was very strategic and i think it spoke yeah. volumes to the high school football world like you said quinn emmers you know we'll get into that discussion later but you know i mean a guy that hasn't played a snap could easily make a million dollars Stepping onto Ohio State day one. Yeah. Based on what we just heard. Yeah. So I, I think that's very impactful. And I think Saban knows what he's saying when he said that in I, that comment. The, Saban doesn't say anything without, you know, a meaningful. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah, I'm with that. agenda with no, I'm saying. No, I'm with that. So um, the probably I would say the biggest storyline that everyone's been talking about for the past month, Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 going into the SEC. Now, just to give everyone some background on the story behind the move, it kind of just like happened a month ago, but what it came out was that this was something that was happening like six to seven months ago, Yeah. right? This was something that Oklahoma and Texas have been discussing, and they had reached out to the SEC, Greg Sankey, the commissioner, like six months ago in these conversations. So this is not something that was like yeah. overnight, we're going to the SEC, right? This was a very, very planned out strategic move. Um, ton of different back and forth in this regard right why do they do it right the sec is now again this is not happening this season so this is again we get into contracts and lawyers yeah. and things like that because you don't just leave a conference next thing you know you're playing that conference they right? said 2025 that's that's what they've said 2025 i i 
think it's either 2022, if not 2023. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's happening it's next year. I don't see, and we'll get into reasons why, but I definitely think that this is happening next year. So, um, again, absolutely crazy move. This is something that's been happening for a while. Um, getting into kind of the back, the background on why this move happened. There are a couple things. Obviously, the SEC has been, you could say, seen as the power of college football for a while now. So mm-hmm. you could look at that and say this is a college football standpoint, right? Oklahoma is the power on the field. And Texas is a power financially. They're a power brand, right? So they want to associate themselves with the SEC and build that brand, recruiting, you know, um, playoff implications, all that stuff. So you can see the college football aspect of it. The bigger aspect to play here that I think 100% laid into this is the money, right? They've already said that the SEC, Oklahoma, Texas are going to be making well over a billion dollars from this move alone. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. Right. This move is crazy. And then beyond that, the Big 12 commissioner, then I don't know if you see why you've seen this, but he wrote a whole on thing to ESPN claiming that ESPN is behind this whole thing with their collusion. Right. Because the background is ESPN and the SEC, once the SEC's contract with CBS went up this year, just signed a 10-year deal that ESPN now has the right to TV rights for SEC games. Really quick. Did you see the response by ESPN? Yes. So Hilarious. So uh, Big 12 commissioner wrote a very formal letter yeah. basically saying this is collusion, yeah. blah, blah, And ESPN just basically put their dicks on the table. <laughs> and, like, he wrote back and he, like, addressed them by his first name and was just kind of like, yeah, eat shit. Like, basically, you have no ra- grounds to stand on. And if you do want to go to court, we have – we're Disney, bitch. Like, yeah. We're, we're ESPN, Disney, and whatever the fuck else you want. Yeah. Like, we're everything. Yeah. We're the worldwide so, leader yeah. in this conversation. So, step, step the fuck Literally off. stream UFC yeah. every weekend. Not, not, that's, like, the smallest thing they do. Like, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. there's levels. But, yeah. yeah. There's 100% levels, and you and ESPN put their levels on the table for the Big 12. Yeah, that was said, Guess well, what, motherfucker? Funny. It the, doesn't matter what you think. Well, he's, pan- he's, pa- he's panicking. Because if oh. you, you lose Texas – don't even – I mean, Oklahoma is amazing on the field, but if you lose Texas yeah. financially, they're hurting. They're taking a hit. Mm-hmm. They're taking a huge hit. So, regardless, yeah, there's there's so many levels to this conversation. Now, let's get into – I mean, like I said, the money is obviously the driving factor. Yeah. That's what I see happening here. Whether or not you believe ESPN is inclusion, that's another story. But regardless of the point is the money talks here, right? No one gave a fuck about – you know, Oklahoma not playing Oklahoma State rivalry anymore, which is sad, and it's sad for college football, but at the end of the day, this is a financially driven move. Right. Which which sucks, you know? I mean, how do you guys feel about this move? I mean, there's two sides of it, right? It's pretty obvious, Texas and Oklahoma, why they did it. Like, there's no question. I mean, billions of dollars for institutions. I mean, it upgrades their everything for them, you know? So it, make, it makes a lot of sense for them. I think it's bad for college football i think it's really really bad for college football but at the same time i i understand it okay um i mean it's it's absolutely bonkers i mean my first question i mean we can talk about this and i think we almost just need to address this for the viewers i kind of want to hear your takes but i'm very strong about this opinion do you think oklahoma and texas can compete on the field in the sec i think the question is is valid you have to like is this another bottom tier sec team but I think Oklahoma and Texas will be right behind the Georgia, Florida, Bama, like right there. Mm-hmm. And football, I'm only looking this at a football standpoint. It's really good for those two because 
How many times have we seen Bama make the playoff two losses? Or at Georgia yeah. make it with one loss. And, and a lot of it has to do with the now, SEC connection. Now if Oklahoma's in the SEC and their one loss is Bama, that's a lock for playoffs. Okay. You know? Okay. So it's good in a football aspect for Oklahoma and Texas alone. Mm-hmm. And I think they I think they're two teams that could actually compete. I think it makes the SEC more competitive on, on the top. Mm-hmm. I think you put Texas you throw Texas in there and their top half of the SEC, and I think you put Oklahoma in there in their top three, top yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Because so, I mean, after the top, you know, six teams in the SEC, they're not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no. mean, yeah, well, I mean, I feel very we'll get into that about later. the SEC and the bottom half of it. I mean, just from the jump, I mean, if Oklahoma went into the SEC tomorrow, they yeah. would compete, especially this season. I, we'll get into Oklahoma 100%. in a second, but as Oklahoma has been an SEC caliber team since Bob Stoops has been there. You know what I mean? Mike Stoops. So it, it, I mean, they go to the playoffs. They go to the playoffs. They, you know, they compete every single year. They're, they're that team. I, I have no issue with Oklahoma. Texas is going to take a little bit, but I have, I have all the confidence in the world that give them, you know, two years, three years, depending on how Sarkeesian plays out. Yeah. That's a huge brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You talk about, we'll get into Texas A&M in a second, but Texas A&M was the big dog in the SEC in Texas, and now guess what? There's two. And guess what? Texas has a way bigger brand. So it's, you know what, I think that's going to be a very interesting dynamic moving forward. But the answer is yes, no problem. No questions asked. They'll, they'll both compete and they'll be fine. Um, getting into the Texas A&M storyline, okay? Twitter with Texas A&M fans kind of went wild. Yeah. They went, they went crazy with this. And here's why, okay? When Texas A&M joined the conference roughly, I want to say, 12, 11 years ago now, there was a, you could say, and this again, this is different ADs and different SEC commissioners, right? And the understanding was that Texas A&M would be able to um, approve or deny any teams in Texas from Texas joining the SEC. If that was okay. like a gentleman's handshake yeah. under the table agreement, right? Let's say if Florida State wanted to join the SEC, Florida could then say yes or no. Same with Texas and Texas A&M, right? That was the agreed upon decision beforehand. Uh, allegedly, right? Allegedly. So now you have Greg Sankey, who now is the SEC commissioner, new athletic director at Texas A&M. And Greg Sankey says, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you think, Texas A&M, because I got Texas and Oklahoma in my division now, and I make the fucking moves. And he said, I don't give a shit. The, the rumor is that he didn't, that Texas A&M was in the dark the whole time. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. There have been reports saying that they were all aware of it and they all were kind of for it. So you get a lot of these rumors back and forth with Texas A&M. So, but regardless, Texas and Texas A&M are going back and forth. Oh, Texas is coming back to take the throne over Texas, over Texas A&M. Texas A&M is like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Whatever. You know what I mean? So there's these back and forths going, going back and forth on this. Now, if you're a Texas A&M fan, how are you guys feeling about this right now? Well, the vote went down, and it went down 14-0 in mm-hmm. favor of them going. So mm-hmm. Texas A&M didn't vote against it, which they're not going to go against the money because their yeah. pockets get yeah. bigger with those Everyone's two teams. Does. Yeah. So if I'm Texas A&M, it's like uh, I've been better than you for the last five years anyways. True. Yeah, like, come, to, come to my house and get whooped. Yeah, come come get some. You have Jimbo Fisher as a coach. Yeah. You want some? Champion. Come get some. Okay. I mean, run it. Yeah, same. Same feeling? Same feeling. Like, okay. Texas, come on. We we've been beating your ass. We've been better. Okay. So now now we have like a legitimate in division rival because you got to think of like well it's been six, a huge rivalry yeah. before. So sixteen teams. Well, are we gonna split four divisions now. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're kind of talking about what they're 
what they're gonna do. It's that or it's East versus West. East versus West. There's still that. We'll see. Um, I think if you're a Texan and fan, um, like you said, there's two sides. It's one that's just like, fuck you, let's play, run on the field. There's one that's like, holy shit, we're fucked. My thing is, see, I don't think anyone has that mindset uh, at A and M that we're. I don't fucked. know if it's the we're fucked thing, but my honest opinion of it is, I think you're blind if you don't think that this is going to cause a little bit of a problem for you. It's going to be a challenge. It's it's a hundred percent a challenge. Like if you think you're just going to walk in and just say fuck you, I'm still Texas A and M, and Texas is in our conference now, and, and everything's going to be fine, then you're blind. But I think on the flip side, it's the other way too. It's like I don't think Texas can just think they're gonna jump in and be like now we're gonna get your guys recruits yeah like it's not gonna work that way no i don't think it's gonna work that way either i i just think it's a problem i think tex a&m needs to understand and the fans need to understand that this is a problem like not from the field standpoint but from the future recruiting from the future just anything going on in the sec it's it's a problem like i think we need to agree that you know that number one quarterback that wants to play in the sec now could play at the SEC at maybe his dream school watching Vince Young play at Texas. Good point. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's a problem. You still have Jimbo Fisher. You were still the number five ranked team going to the playoff last year. You're you still you very, very good. What's that? These kids weren't born when Vince Young now, or they were like, well, they need to watch now. those highlights because those are fucking that amazing. Holy that is wild. That's a scary thought. <laughs> kids going to college, have it, they haven't seen Vince Young play. Because what year was that? <sighs> 2000. Five, something like that. Yeah, I just so they're sixteen. Oh six, nuts. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're getting into wow. side topics now. Wow. Um. So obviously, with that movement again, more than likely not happening for another year, maybe two. Um. But there's a lot of teams that without a home, I think is interesting now. Where do you see the rest of this alignment going, guys? I have a couple observations from this. Is okay. one, I want to ask you. Does the Big 12 survive this? Okay. Like as a conference or they dismantle? Because you got to remember how the Big 12 was formed, right? Mm -hmm. The Big 12 was formed by a bunch of teams not having a conference. Yeah. In the late 80s, that kind of came together. And it was just Texas dominating as far as everything. Yes. So this Big 12 survived this. And then we've heard rumors on Twitter about Clemson, Florida State trying to jump into the SEC too. Yes. And from that, we've heard Michigan, Ohio State. So do we believe all this that they're trying to get an SEC or do we not? So let's start there. Um, it's it's tough because it depends. Like, I don't think that Clemson and Florida State going to the SEC would happen at nearly as soon as Oklahoma and Texas are. Like, if you were to tell me that Clemson and Florida State were going to the SEC next year i would be very surprised i'd be like wow that i don't see that happening i think that is kind of smoke same with michigan ohio state i think that's smoke but what i do think and we'll get into this earlier is if clemson foresees a a power shift with oklahoma ohio state bama like they see that power shift all in one conference and they see the power five alignment which i'm sure we're talking about in a second moving Clemson 100% is following suit. They're, they're uh, not staying at that. I think there's already been talks in Clemson about them trying to get in the SEC. Mm. Like, I think they're trying. So you think this Power 5 shift is happening now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a matter of time for Greg Sankey to tell his NCAA to go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to take over, mm-hmm. which I've been saying that. I've been saying that for you, months. You called that, yeah, actually when um, – I don't know when you said – oh, I think it was during the playoff you said that you saw yeah. that happening. Yeah, so, I saw – That was a good call. NCAA disbanding, and – 
I don't think I don't see it happening with Ohio State and Michigan. I think that's complete no. smoke. Yeah. Um, and I also don't see the Big Twelve surviving this. No, I don't either. I don't. I just don't think so. What I end up seeing happening, and again, because here, here's why, honestly, is because the Big Twelve right now, like you just lost a, you lost everything, and a one, like you just lost yeah, a and a one. Sitting Iowa State, Iowa yeah. State's your best team. You're telling me that and Iowa, Iowa State, and Oklahoma Iowa State, State is a good team right now. They're not a tradition. They're not a blue butt. Right, and they could be terrible in two years. You know what I mean? Like right. that's the reality of the situation. So if Iowa or if the Big Twelve goes out and says, "Okay, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna pick up Houston and we're gonna pick up UCF," that's a fucking terrible conference. That goes to a, <laughs> a group of five. Yeah, that's a that I'm okay. It's not terrible because there's still decent teams in there, but that is not a Power Five conference anymore. No, not that, at that's, all. Yeah, not at all. So and there's already we've there's already Kansas is going to the Big Ten. That is basically already a lock. Um, Kansas basketball obviously being the attractive partnership of that with the big 10 big 10 has good basketball programs michigan state ohio state you add kansas to that and i've heard iowa state is in that conversation too iowa state's been a good basketball program as well and they're good in football now so it makes sense for those logistically the rest the rest is up in the air because i've seen texas tech to the pack yeah i've heard that makes sense that it's just west texas it's a little like geographically yeah same with baylor somewhat i've seen baylor too yeah um the teams that are interesting in this is one west virginia i think they make sense to go to the acc yes they make sense they all makes a lot of sense and the big one for me that i think really interests me is oklahoma state because oklahoma state is good in they're good in football they're good and they're sometimes really good in football they're typically really good in baseball and they have the number one overall pick in basketball this year yeah they are a good all over round program in the big power three sports and college sports so oklahoma state's very interesting i think they might get into a bidding war potentially yeah um so they're very interesting who do you who do you see as like kind of like the number one contender to find a home right now i would say oklahoma state but i would say behind them would be tcu i think tcu is you know, yeah. they've been a good football school for a while. They've been down the last few years. Great baseball team. Great baseball. Their basketball team's not very good, but it's a private institution, just like Baylor. Mm-hmm. So those two teams are kind of interesting where they end up. Yeah. You know, like what kind of happens with them? Um, yeah, I would say those. Okay. B? I like, uh, like you said, West Virginia ACC is probably a lock. If yeah. This, this yeah. Culturally, I think it makes yeah. sense. And geographically, let's Ge- be honest. Geographically they, as were well. They, they, they were in the Big East before? Well, yeah, before everything. Yes, they were. Yeah, because that's when the Maryland, you know, you had a bunch of stuff, Connecticut, and then I think Kansas State could follow Kansas to the Big Ten. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah, Kansas State's kind of like floating right now. Yeah, they're such a non-factor, honestly, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yeah, they could lose and just be, you know, part of the. Since they lost Snyder, Duke Snyder, their head coach, they've they've just been kind of on an island. I feel like for a while. Yeah, they're not a good basketball school. Yeah, I mean, a big team that's very interesting if you think about it is let's let's say it, Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame. They've been they've been independent forever, and if we get into this power shift of alignment, they're gonna have to find a home. I, I think they're going to have to find. They're going to pick one of the three. They're they're, they're, a, they're an ACC school. They play an ACC schedule every year. They just need. To, I mean, I Big th- Ten might be more powerful, and Big Ten has a little more money. That's true. I think that's true. I think they like the relationship already with the ACC. Yeah. So I Not think that makes that. more sense. I think basketball and, makes more sense for them in the ACC. 
Yeah. Yeah. So well, they already play in the ACC for basketball. Yeah. Right. It was a really. It's, just, right. it's honestly yeah. just. Football. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's just football, football. football and football. And they had a they had a fun schedule uh, during the COVID when they joined the ACC. So yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I don't I'll, see them going to the Big Ten. I really don't. I just yeah. see them going to the ACC. Big Ten makes sense because they have a little more. Um, they have some more rivals in the Big Ten. Too. Well, they're Big Ten country. They're in the heart of the Big Ten. Right. Exactly. I mean. And then see why I alluded alluded to it earlier, just talking about the overall movement in general. And people aren't talking about it, but one of my takes right now with all this is I think the Power Five got pissed off at the playoff expansion. I think the playoff expansion said, we are going to allow group of five teams to have a chance now. I think the Power Five is like, fuck that. Why would I even want to even worry about group of five teams? Why do I want to worry about playing more playoff games? I just want to fucking win yeah. and win the national championship. You know what like I mean? Like, Saban doesn't want to play five. Coastal Carolina before he goes and plays Georgia. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, fuck the group five. I don't need to deal with this nonsense. Let's just go ahead. Us, power five, now power four, which is what the alignment will somewhat happen. Let's just fucking disband. Greg Sankey will be the commissioner because he has all the power in the college football right now he's the commissioner of the I, sec and then team, see, i don't and then teams get assigned i don't I necessarily mean, I, agree with that take five five to seven years from now that could it's probably a fact i don't think it had part? anything to do with the playoffs the playoffs okay i think because think about it i i, I don't it think all, it was like it all comes down to money it, it comes right? down to money 100 but i'm so, saying the playoff definitely pissed them off i see, think maybe the coaches but the coaches let's be honest coaches really don't have a fucking say unless you're saving like Dabo and Saban have some pull, but other than that, coaches have no pull, right? It's ADs. So you're looking at a playoff and a potential to make two more games of playoffs at home to make more money. They're okay with it. I think it comes down to they're sick of writing the fucking NCAA checks for billions of dollars every single year on the revenue that the SEC is, is getting. And I think the S- and Sankey's saying, we don't need them. We can govern ourselves. What did they really govern? They were compliant with the NIL. They were compliant with different things to keep checks and orders now that the players are pushing back they want to get paid now that they are getting paid now they're going to they kind of see a little bit of a foot in the sand they're going to fucking go after it mm-hmm. like they're going to go after and say this is our opportunity to break off what they want to do for years we can keep all this money to ourselves they're ncaa doesn't do anything and they're making billions of dollars every year mm-hmm. we see it they see it they want to get off of that bridge and yeah. they get out of get up from no them. yeah i'm with that i mean it's very obvious and we've talked about the espn deal the money that's all gone into the sec and all this stuff so we, we're all on the same page that money is the absolute and final driving factor with anything you know what i mean all these institutions are gonna be making so much more money from these moves or these two ones at least you could say um but like i said this is a move it's pending we're it was just a cr- absolutely fucking crazy offseason for college football. Like, yeah. we haven't seen an offseason like this in college football potentially ever with all of this shit. Well, I mean, we had last year, are we going to have a college yeah, season, course. right? Mm-hmm. And that got wild. We got a college season, COVID, no fans. Yeah. Now we get an offseason of, like, changes, yeah. big changes. Big changes. And potentially five years from now, we're talking about NCAA gone. Big, big, big changes. So, well, let's get into that, dude. Let's, let's fucking talk about this season, 2021, baby. Let's we're let's fucking get into here. It. All right. Um, so first thing that we can talk about for these teams, we talk about the powers, right? We know Bama is going to be good. We know Ohio State's going to be good. We know Clemson's going to be good. But all three of these teams, yeah. what? Do we know? That oh, that? you have some things to say because here's the point, and I'm sure you're probably on the same page here. Is all three of these teams are replacing quarterbacks. We understand DJ is going to be very good at Clemson. That's not a question. But 
are we guaranteed to think that Bryce Young is going to be that good and he hasn't played a snap? Are we guaranteed that C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, who will probably be the starter week one at Ohio State, is going to be that good? How are you guys feeling about that? I th- Really quick, side note. Go ahead. Those guys all played high school football in Southern California about 25 miles away from each other. Yeah, and they all fucking went across the country to play college football. And like the Thanks, SC. But the three best – I mean, it's not just they went to fucking some slapdick schools. Yeah. They went to the three best no, schools in college football. No, but the point is just the landscape of college football is changed from when you but know, I we think were it, growing But I think up, it's changing back. It sucks. I mean, it's not a topic for today, but I think it's changing back. Some of those guys are staying home now. To I answer, really hope to, so. To answer your question, I think all three are in positions – have coaches, players around them to be successful. Of course. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking about a five-star talent guy. Mm-hmm. He can. Mac Jones was good with Bama. I didn't even think Mac, Mac Jones, Jones was that good. Mac Jones was a first-round fucking draft. Now, but a year ago, not a lot of people thought he was good. A lot of people thought he was going to get bid for Bryce for Young Bryce as a, Young. As a that freshman. That was you. That was you. That was me, and, <laughs> and I'm not, I wasn't alone. Oh, I was there. Okay. I, I said that they would go to the national championship, which we, I was correct, yeah. but I thought it was going to be with Bryce Young at quarterback. Not Mac Jones. Yeah. But here we are. Ohio State didn't lose a ton of people. No. Clemson. I mean, Clemson lost the Travis Etienne and Amari Rodgers. I want to save my opinion on those teams when we get to their conference. Yeah. Because we're going to go over Clemson preview right now. So is Clemson the team you'd like to talk about first, CY? All right. Let's talk about the ACC. So we're going to start, obviously. We're going to start with the ACC, and we're going to talk with the big dog. So we're going to start in the Atlantic. So the Atlantic Conference of the ACC. So – Obviously, you know, there's two confer- two sides of the conference for the ACC. So for those listeners who don't maybe know the divisions, let's just break it down really quick so they know who we're talking about. We got Clemson, Boston College, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, Syracuse, Wake Forest. That's the Atlantic part of it. Let's start with who it is. Let's start with Clemson. You know, they've been the epitome of a powerhouse in college football, and they've been dominant in the ACC. You know, I don't really count the Notre Dame stuff because – Notre Dame wasn't really in the conference. They just yeah. kind of mix and match. The COVID year. So um, I'm actually concerned with Clemson this year. Um, and when I mean concerned, I mean like they're not going to be a number one team in the country this year, I don't think, at any point. I think they're okay. in a struggle to be in that top four throughout the main of the year. Um, I think Like I, if they lose one, they're out of the top four. No, I don't think that, but I think they definitely lose one is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like they're not uh, going undefeated. I think. What's, what's the reasoning? What's, what's the drop off? Um, the defense wasn't great last year okay. and they returned some guys and they probably have the best defensive tackle in college football. He's good. In Brian Breeze. Yeah. And he's a stud. Um, they got a stud quarterback in DJ, but what do they have around them? They lose ETN. Their backup was just okay. The offensive line was not great last year and they lose their left tackle, Jackson Carmen. but the receivers, we don't know what Justin Ross is going to be. If he's going to play, Right, he's, he's banged playing. up. He got cleared. He's cleared actually officially yesterday. Yeah. He, yesterday, he got but he cleared. is banged up. Right, if of he course. if he plays, then obviously it's a difference maker on offense. He's a stud, but I I think there's a lot of question marks in Clemson. B, I, what do you think about Clemson? Clemson, I think DJ is six four, two hundred fifty pounds, and we've seen him in two games against Boston College and Notre Dame, throwing over three hundred yards in both those games. He's a an elite talent. Travis Etienne wasn't even utilized in those games. He could run the football. He could throw the football. And people forget what Justin uh, Ross was. Justin Ross was a 1,000-yard, nine-touchdown freshman. He's a fucking he's the, the year after, he had 809. And then he had an injury, didn't play all of 2020. Yeah. He's back. 
and he's now going to be a first-round pick in the NFL after this season. And I think there's something to be said, the fact that he probably would have been a first, if not second-round pick last year in the draft. But Without he came playing. Back. And he came back. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about that. So I think no. this is, you know, he wants it. And, I, and I'm fired up about that. I think the key for them is uh, they got to run the ball. Yeah. They have to run the ball. They got to find a running back. They I think it's to be by committee right now. And they didn't necessarily run the ball well with ETN last year. It was not It was not what, what, a good offensive line last it, year. That's, that's without saying. But... They're bringing back the offensive line. So, with the, that being said, except yeah. for the left tackle, Set, you know. Besides Carmen, they're bringing it back. But it's Clemson. They it are Clemson. top 15 in recruiting. Uh, their defensive line was all young, all returning. Yeah, all returning. They were I, all freshmen yes. and sophomores last year. And, and that was the thing. When they played against Notre Dame the first time, they didn't get any pressure on Ian Book. He was able to move. He was able to find players downfield. But it was Notre Dame's offensive line. You know what I mean? And. Now that they're going to be a year older, a year stronger, a little more yeah. physical, a little more experienced. Same with that offensive line. I think that's where they win this year, and I think that's where they get a lot better. When you see 19-year-olds go to 20 and gain 30 pounds of muscle mm-hmm. and spend an entire offseason, a real offseason. Yeah, real, real training camp this year. Real I have everything. Clemson 12-0. Okay. That's bold so because they're I playing want, Georgia week one. I know. <laughs> uh, that's what I wanted to ask yeah. is win total. Uh, 11 if they, wins. If they Do get, you see over or under with that? If they get through week one, over. But that could be... That's is that including bowl game or no? No. What, what you, no. Is that regular season? Regular season? Uh, I think it's regular I season. I think they go 11 and 1. So you're right at 11 win total. Ooh. Yeah. I'm actually with him. Week one loss? I think it's... Is that right a week one loss, guys? We'll talk about it. I, I, I think they're right at it. Um, I, I think Clemson's ready to rebuild again. It's fucking Clemson. Like I said, they're they're a power for it's a reason. Dabo. It's Dabo for a reason. They're returning everybody. Um, their middle linebackers coming back every. And you know what? They have a really good freshman running back, Will Shipley, coming in. He's a five star recruit. Shipley's he, they love him in camp right now. They too. love him in camp. He'll, he's going to get a ton of carries. He was a but, Notre Dame or Clemson guy. Dixon's a dude too. I hate him forever, but no, Dixon's fine. Like they're they're gonna be really fucking good. Because guess what? We didn't know who Travis Etienne was until he became Travis Etienne. You know what I mean? True. Will Shipley is Will Shipley now, but he's going to be Will fucking Shipley in three years. He'll be a first-round pick. You know what yeah. I mean? Justin Ross is a first-rounder. DJ Uyunglele is a Heisman hopeful. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. still Clemson, guys. It is. We need it. We need it. Like, yes, they lost, guys, but they also brought a lot back at line. They brought a lot back on defense. Their safety is really good. Their middle linebackers are really good. Venable's son is back. They're going to be yes. a really good football team They're this year. They're going to be good. I have them to win the Atlantic Yes. I, I mean, I no do problem, too. I mean, yeah. I don't see how you pick against them, especially in the Atlantic and in the yeah. ACC, but I, I have them winning the Atlantic as well. Okay. Let's, I mean, that's your Atlantic winner. Who do you like in the coastal? Who's your coastal winner? B? Um, Miami. I like Miami. Uh, if King's coming off an ACL injury, but if King's in the lineup, uh, they built some impressive wins down the stretch last year. And North Carolina lost everybody. Damn near everybody. Except for Sam Howell. <laughs> and if he's that good, like, they're going to be in a, every ball game. But I think Miami's better coached, better recruiting class. Yeah. Uh, and bring back a lot of starters. Yes. I, I'll, I'll go because I'm sure – I don't know if CY has something different. But I like Miami too. Uh, if Derek King is ready to go and ready to play, then I think Miami should get this done. I really do. I like – I like a lot of things about. They lost their best edge rushers, Roche and Jalen Phillips, but they're gonna be fine there. They have a good safety coming on the other side of the ball. They got a really good transfer in Charleston Rambo. 
I like Derek King. I like Manny Diaz, and he's actually calling the plays for the defense now. Ooh. Who was he was the former D coordinator for them, so I really like that because they were not great last year on defense, and he's pissed off and wants to be better on defense. So I like Miami, and they're playing Bama week one. 14-point spread for Miami. Give me Miami plus 14. Wow. We're, we got a couple weeks so we can get into those picks. I, I, I love that because immediately we're going to know if they're ready. It's Miami. If they could if they could stay in that ball game and look competitive. They're gonna fly through the um, ACC. Besi- yeah. uh, besides the obvious and tough matchups, Miami's interesting. We'll go over some stuff later because I didn't pick them for this, but they're interesting too because Manny Diaz is kind of on his third, fourth year now, and they were good last year. Well, they weren't great, right? right? They lost the big games. They lost to Clemson. They lost to North Carolina, but they won every other game very convincingly. So it's kind of like. How good are they? How good of a coach is Manny Diaz? I think this is a year that he either proves it or he doesn't. See why? Who do you like in the Coastal? I like Miami as well. Ooh, I, th- I okay. do. I think, like we said with North Carolina, you guys kind of hit on all the points I wanted to hit on, but North Carolina lost to everyone. Sam Hell's good. The running backs are gone. We don't know about the defense. The secondary is a struggle. Um, and I like just what Miami has. Obviously, it depends on Derek King, like we all said. Um, they did lose a lot on D with the two pass rushers that came Morgan mentioned, but the secondary is legit. And it's led Bubba Bolden who's USC transferred and kind of found his groove at safety, and he's a fucking stud. Yeah. Like, he's all over the field. So, I, I like Miami. I do. I think they're just a more well-rounded team. Um, but, I mean, I think North Carolina comes in second. Yeah. I think the rest yeah. of the conference, that side of the conference is weak with, you know, we didn't mention it, but you got Duke, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Like, I just don't see any of those other teams passing up those two at the top on that side of the conference. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm – I'm with that. Like, and I think it's interesting, like we all said, I think we've all kind of understood. It's like, yes, Sam Howell, he may be the best quarterback in the country, but he just lost so much. I just don't think they're able to recover from the losses they had last year. Both 1,000-yards rushers, three of their top three receivers, their best middle linebacker, and one of the best middle linebackers in the country last year in Chaz Surratt. So they're coached by Mac Brown. He's a great coach, and he's had good recruiting classes. They have Tony Grimes at corner, who's really good, but – I just don't think it's enough to beat Miami this year. I really don't. I think Miami's a lot better. They're going to improve upon the game they had last year when they got blown out by North Carolina. The only thing that's tough is they are playing at North Carolina this year when they do play. So yeah. something to look forward to in the, later in the season. So um, who we have a couple other things on this template, guys. We'll just let you guys know now. We have a dark horse to win the conference, and maybe not even the conference, maybe just the each side, each side of the division, right? Maybe just each side of the t- team that you think is going to compete and do well this year. The other ones, we have a team that interests you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, for the team that interests you, right, the definition of this that we said is it's not going to be a Clemson, right? Clemson is not interesting to me because we know Clemson is going to be, we all said, 11-win team. They're going to win the division, right? It's the same coach. It's the same D coordinator. It's DJ Uyunglele. He's really fucking good. That's not very interesting, right? So we'll talk about why some storylines interesting you maybe it's a new quarterback maybe it's a new coach maybe coaches on the hot seat whatever it is we'll get into that later we're going to go into a team that we think will be absolutely trash this year a team that is going to be fucking terrible you're not going to want to watch them you're going to fade them every single game we're going to go into a player to watch that will not be your starting quarterback will not be dj will not be sam howell will not be jt daniels in the sec right and then we're going to actually go to a coach that we think is going to get fired this season. A coach that's going to be on the Love hot that. seat. They're going to have a bad year, and he's going to get fired for whatever reason. And so, we're going to do this for every conference. Every so. single conference, yeah. So we probably should have talked about that beforehand. But um, who's your guys' dark horse to win potentially a division here? Uh, I can start. Yeah. Uh, my we're starting in spot- Atlantic? Starting in Atlantic? So you want one for each? Are we doing one for each, or are we doing one for the whole conference? Go Mine's for the whole conference. Whatever okay. you got. Oh, Mine's okay. for the whole conference. I have Boston College. 
Love you. Um, I think they have the best O line in the nation. Okay. A lot of returning stars. Ooh, Georgia seems to differ that, but <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, they're all their all their starters are returning on offensive line. Um, if they can figure out defense, that was that was kind of what they they struggled in mm. uh, last year. But both their both their defensive ends are returning. They only generated six sacks last year. If they can yeah. up yeah. that number to 12, 13, 15, they can win a lot more games. I like the quarterback. Uh, I'm not even going to take a stab at it. Phil Jakovic. Jakovic. Notre Dame transfer. transfer. Yeah. I think he's good. I think he's playing with you know a good tight end, a good coach. Yeah. Great receiver too. They have a really yeah. good receiver returning. I I really if he could take the the step forward uh, approach kind of. I have another team that is dependent on a quarterback, mm. but okay. I think I think they have the schedule. I think they have the personnel to do it. They can be the dark horse kind of that team that sneaks up on you and like when they line up on Saturday, like I'm not gonna bet against them. Okay, I fuck with that. See what on, I- in Atlantic, I actually have the same thing. I had Boston College. Woo. I mean. The offense changed to pass first, which they were run first before that. And they mm-hmm. actually they adapted well to the change given the circumstances. Uh, Dracovic back in the second year in the system, eight starters back on defense. There's just not enough wow for me there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not enough wow. They need to win games that they're supposed to. Like, And I think they struggled with that last year. The schedule lines up for them where they have a chance to get to eight wins. Like they can Which get would be amazing eight, for Boston College. It would be amazing. I mean – they have the pieces. The, the defense is the key. I mean, the defense is the key for them. Um, I think the offense can be just fine, mm-hmm. but they need to, they need some wild plays and they need to win the games they're supposed to. Um, and I don't really like the coastal side of things. Okay. Like I think it's a two-team race with Miami and North Carolina. Yeah. Fair. Fair. All right. Um, my dark horse to win it is NC State. Wow. NC State is really fucking good. They're returning damn near the entire team. Devin Leary at quarterback. They were like a cover team. They almost beat Miami last year. The Wolfpack is going to be really fucking good. 4-0 line starters back. They're going to be really fucking good. I'll did, say it again. Did Leary win that job? Because I know it was an open competition at quarterback. They, yeah. they put it open. No, I mean, yeah. Because Leary, Leary was banged up last year, so it was going back and forth between the two guys. From what everything I've seen, Leary's going to be the guy again, but it'll still be open going into season because both of them are actually rated as the top. Both of them are in the top 50 quarterbacks in the country. So they're they either fucking option, love to cover. They love to cover. They love games. to cover. So does Boston College. But I love NC State here. I think they could easily come in second place right behind Clemson, and they're going to beat North Carolina this year too. I'm wow. very firm on that. They are a better football team than North Carolina this year. Wow. The one team I almost picked before we move on is Louisville. I think no. Louisville's super interesting this year. So is that your interesting team then? Um, yeah. No. That, nah, it, I mean, doesn't interest you? I mean, I guess it could be my I'll interesting you, team. About, I'll give you a, a – fuck, see, the Coastal – you're right. The Coastal is not very good this year. Yeah. Um, but there's some interesting storylines. Like, it's not my interesting team. But Georgia Tech is a team that was very tough to beat early in the season. They fell off because they were younger. I think they're coached well by Collins. I think they have an it factor quarterback. Sims. Sims. He runs fucking crazy fast. Didn't they say some shit that he runs like a yeah. 4 240 or yeah, something? Yeah, it's stupid. I think – I think he sucks. I just I think know. Like, I think that transformation is taking a lot longer than it's supposed to, and it's still not even close to being done. Maybe, yeah. And and, and Pitt's always a team that could potentially be a dark horse there. I do They're like coached Pitt. really I well like by Pitt. Narduzzi, and Kenny fucking Pickett is still their quarterback. It's like his sixth year, right? He's a stud. Yeah, like he's, <laughs> okay, like is he a stud or? Well, I mean, he's 
He's been there forever. Right. They got to run ever. the ball. He's not the problem. Like, he's he's good. Like He's just soft. average. I, I think Pitt fans are over him. They need to either be bad or good. He's just very mediocre. So, those are our dark horses to win. Who is the team or storyline that interests you in the ACC? I mean, I'll start since I started to kind of give away with Louisville. Okay. I mean, I think Louisville can – I have another team too, but I'm going to say it for the next part of this. But okay. I like Louisville. I mean, the offense was fine. It's just Cunningham was a fucking Tommy turnover all year. Like – he just turned the ball over so fucking much. And if he yeah. limits that, they have a chance to be good. Their defense was third in the ACC last year. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a good defense. They have eight starters back on offense. Losing 2-2 Atwell is going to hurt. Atwell, yeah. That's going to really hurt. Um, but, I mean, they got the Georgia Southern quarterback transferred over, mm-hmm. and he's taking some reps at receiver. They say he's just a fucking freak athlete, like blazer. Yeah, but that's not a good sign if he's a quarterback either moving him to receiver and Cunningham's your quarterback. No, but I think they have like dynamic players. That's why it's interesting. You know, I don't know if they're going to be good, but mm-hmm. they might be fun to watch. Okay. Interesting. I my thing with Louisville, I think they're interesting in a couple ways too. I, and I think Scott Satterfield's on the hot seat at Louisville too. I really do. What do you got, B? For a team that interests me? What team that interests you? It's North Carolina. Okay. I'm I know we shit on them and we all kind of picked Miami and we shit on the Coastal. But we're really going to see, and I know we don't want to talk about Sam Howell, we're really going to see how good he is. Yeah. Can, yeah. He, can he, he had, individually lead this team? Yeah. He had he's five, not going to have a lot of help. He had five NFL draft picks on his offense mm-hmm. leave. And, I mean, we don't know. I, I don't. I don't know who is the next man up at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell's by himself. I think that's an interesting storyline to watch because if they start falling, they you know they go 4-8 and eight and they, they take a total dump. He might not be the consensus overall number one anymore, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting storyline for me. The team that I landed on was Boston College. And there's a there's a lot of really good storylines in the ACC. Like, there's a lot. Like I said, Georgia Tech has a quarterback that might be good. Duke might be fucking terrible. Could they be the worst team in college Georgia's, football? Georgia Tech's quarterback might be really good. He could be fucking good. You know what I mean? Pitt yeah. has Kenny Pickett back. They could be okay because... Virginia Tech, you know, Josh Fuente, is he going to figure it out over there? And they were actually decent at times last year, and then they fell off. So I landed on Boston College for the reasons B said earlier. I think they're coached really well by Jeff Halfley. I think he did a great job. He's a former D coordinator over at Ohio State. I like their offense. I love Phil Dracovic at Notre Dame. I really wish we still had him. He's a fucking baller. And if they can get better on defense, like we talked about, I think they could make a splash in the ACC. It's The Atlantic is just way way more challenging than the coastal and you have a lot more teams you have clemson nc state and boston college in that area that i think are definitely going to have some battles but boston college was my cover team last year i want to see if they can transform into a team that can win those close games like we talked about earlier yeah so all right who is your team that is going to be an absolute dumpster fire that be fucking trash and you're never going to want to watch those games i actually think there's three teams in this conference that are fucking that bad okay i think I actually think Georgia Tech's going to be a fucking dumpster fire. Really? I think they're bad. I just don't think – don't You don't trust it. the coach? I do. I just don't think he has his guys in there okay. yet. I mean, that's a total revamp, and it just takes a long time. It's a total revamp, too, because it was a total different offense before, too. It's they, everything. They said they had, it's like, everything. 10 running backs on the roster yeah. on scholarship. Like, yeah. They had to switch everything. They had three running backs in on offense at one time. You know yeah. I mean? That's kind of was, how they ran the ball. Yeah. So – I think they're bad. I think Duke is terrible. Yeah. And the worst of all of them might be Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Like, Syracuse is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Duke, 4-15 and 15 in their last 19 <laughs> games. Last three three seasons, losing seasons. And they never cover. So, I mean, you don't want to watch those games. You know what's great is Duke is playing Kansas this year. Oh, God. 
That's going to be so brutal. That'll be a amazing, amazing. Bet the over game. or the under? Which one? Call it now. Under. Under. Who, who's under. your team? Syracuse. Syracuse is. See, what about DeVito? Do you do you care about that at all? He's been there forever. He's terrible. I got nothing on him. Right. I, 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 I'm just interested. I'm over it. I'm over it there. I think they're bad. I don't think they're coached well. They're nothing about he, them. He's on good. the hot seat. He's on the hot seat for sure. All right, who's your player to watch out for that's not DJ or Sam Howell? I think it's Derek King. I think I know hmm. it's kind of like kind of chalky pick of you. It is a little chalky, but like he is the storyline in that conference because if he he could he could be that guy that just blows up this year. He could be the guy that regresses from the ACL. So I I think it's I think he he's the he's the key to this conference. Interesting. Okay. Who you got? Um. I'm an NFL guy, so I always pay attention okay. to big, big college players that I think will be good in the NFL, and that's yeah. how I kind of fell sure. in love with college football. Yeah, Amari Gaynor, uh, linebacker, Florida State. Yeah, uh, 65 tackles, eight for loss, added a sack and a and a couple forced fumbles. I think he's really good. I don't think Florida State's that good, but if you put on a Florida State game, you're gonna know who he is by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think that's someone that. to watch. I'm with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got a couple. Like CY said, um, Bubba Bolden at Miami. He's the leader of the defense. He's fucking great safety. He's I think he's going to have a great year. Um, Charleston Rambo, transfer from Oklahoma, receiver for Miami. Another yep. guy that's really good at Oklahoma. Came over to Miami with Manny Diaz, wants to be a dude. I think he'll be their leading receiver this year at Miami. And then the last guy that we're not talking about at all with Florida State is Mackenzie Milton. You know, a guy that was yeah. fucking great at UCF, absolutely blew his shit out, transfers to Florida State, said he wasn't going to play ever again. He's from Hawaii, which is sick. And if he's the starting quarterback and and he can play to his potential to like he did at UCF, Florida State could be good. because If he's that good with the former Memphis coach, they could be pretty fucking good this year if he's that good. I don't think I, they have a great team, but I do like him. I was interested that no one brought up Florida State in our conversation about anything. I guess they didn't yeah. really fit. Because they're kind of the middle pack. They're interesting. Um, I, I could see them being an interesting storyline. I yeah. mean, they finished strong last year, but they were kind of a dumpster fire early. Um, they were dead last in sacks. Yeah. They, I mean, Mackenzie Milton is super interesting yeah. with the fact, like, is he healthy? Is he 80% of what he, what he was? Is he 100%? Is he not going to play at all? Like, because mm-hmm. we said, you know, there's some doubt in his head, and that injury was so fucking gross. It was bad. And... I think Nor- Norvell's on the hot seat to me. Our, it was last year was his first year and it was COVID year. Come on, I. It's Florida State. It's it Florida is. State, but come on, COVID year. Uh, Willie Taggart didn't get that much time. Willie Taggart was fucking terrible. He was, and Nor- I think Norvell's the guy, but he's got to show some improvements this year. They were really bad early, they like were really, really bad. bad. They got better. They did as get the year better. They did get better. So who's your coach to get fired then? <sighs> I'll start. Justin Fuente, yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah. I actually picked him too. Oh wow, wow. Okay, you're Virginia Tech, and if you're letting Pitt, Virginia, yeah, NC State, Boston College be better than you every year, yeah, and like you could be in that mix. They're not necessarily terrible, but they're not in the mix for an ACC championship. Not at all, ever. No. So Beamer, he's, he's my number one. Yeah, in the Beamer, ACC. the former coach, Shane Beamer's father was the coach there forever, and they were fucking good, and they were physical as shit, and they played really. They good They were really defense. good. And you can recruit well there. Oh, you can recruit well there, absolutely. And 
they were fucking bad last year and they had a really bad end of the season beginning they were okay because they weren't playing great teams and then they yeah. just got beat up by teams at the end i mean so, he has a winning record but like it's not enough i think he's, he's on he's on the hot seat yeah he's for sure on the hot seat i'll give you another one i had him and then i had somebody else because i figured that'd be the chalk pick i have scott satterfield at louisville I think he's definitely on the hot seat. I yeah, don't, you mentioned that. I don't think Louisville is going to be very good this year. I know CY said they're interesting, and I get they're interesting, but I think they're interesting because they might be okay or they might be fucking terrible. Like, I feel I like could, that's Louisville every year. I mean, it's just like you get some athletes, but can they put it together? And they Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely Louisville's a team you watch. And you're like, hey, they're exciting for about a quarter and a half. And he's also made comments that I don't think he wants to be there. Like, he came over from, I think, Navy or Army or yeah, something. Yeah, he there. had some weird comments. And I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think the fit makes sense there. So I think he's definitely someone that I could easily see being fired this year. I can see that. All right. So that's the ACC. So I think, I mean, we have Clemson, Miami. Who wins the actual conference? You think Clemson? Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson. makes it. Yeah. Miami's not there yet. I'm with you. All right. Big 10 preview. So let's get into it. CY mentioned a little bit about Quinn Emmers earlier, but Ohio State has a lot of interesting storylines that we can get into right now. So off the get, I think Ohio State is really deep this year. They have a lot of returning players on defense. Their defensive line, Haskell Garrett, Jack Sawyer. They have the number one player in the country, JT, long last name. I don't fucking know. Um, But really fucking good. You know they're always good in the secondary. Their defense is going to be solid. Offensively, they're returning Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson at the receiver position. One and two best receivers in the country this year with Justin Ross and a couple other guys in that mix. But the only question is who's going to play quarterback. And Quinn Emmers is coming out early out of high school, and he is projected as the best high school quarterback ever. Better grades than Trevor Lawrence. Better grade than Trevor Lawrence. Better grade than Field. Better grade than anyone. Mahomes. They're they're basically saying he's as good as... Patrick Mahomes. They're comparing him to Mahomes. That's the comp on him. Right? I, They're saying he's that fucking. I guy. watched yeah. ten minutes of him throwing a football yeah. the other day. I mean, I'm seeing what everyone else is seeing. You're with it. The guy's fucking unbelievable. Well, a little backstory on but him. I, I thought I thought this about JT Daniels, right. and that didn't also that didn't pan out not when yet. he came. It did early. not pan out. But though. he went early uh, to yeah. SC, mm-hmm. got injured. Well, the only I mean, reason that Quinn Emers is going to US or to Ohio State this year is let me do some background story on it is. There's a he was supposed to be a senior this year in, in the state of Texas high school, and there's a rule in Texas that you can't make money off your name, image, and likeness. Yeah, nil. So that just got passed in NCAA. So he said, "Fuck it, I'll skip my senior year. I'll enroll at Ohio State. I can make a bunch of money right now, whether I play or not. I'm I'm still a number one recruit ever. Yeah, like yeah. why not just go there and make some money? So he dips, which it was CJ Stroud's job." Now it's like, is there competition now? Like, and that's kind of the question. But that's that's the backstory of why he left. Okay, I think there's competition immediately. I'll I'll tell you my bold take right now. Quinn Emmers will be a starting quarterback by like week five. That means they have to lose. I don't think so. I don't see any L's on that I, I, on that schedule. I don't think they have to lose. I think he no. If C.J. Stroud throws two picks in the game and they win, and struggles a little bit, they're going to bench him. I I agree. Like, it. I don't think they should. But it's I think true. I mean, they the have, State they have Wilson and Alave. Like Stroud's a dude, though. Like no, Stroud's, Stroud is fucking really good. Stroud's gonna be in the transfer protocol by week ten. He'll go to Auburn, and Quinn Emmers will be the starting quarterback for the next three years at Ohio State, just like Justin Fields was, or uh, just like uh, Trevor Lawrence was at Clemson. It's yeah. gonna. I see that playing out very similarly. The only difference is Quinn Emmers literally got to Ohio State like a week and a half ago, and he's gonna be the starter in like another month. 
which That's, is fucking crazy. If yeah, I, I actually don't see him playing this year. Oh, at all? Yeah, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, why is that? If he's a smart he kid a guy? and picks up the playbook, if he knows the playbook, he's going to play. I, I think it's the same situation we had with the Bryce Young and Mac Jones last year. No. I think C.J. Stroud takes so that this job. Is your, this is your guy. Okay. No, I, I'm not he's saying good. that. I just think that he's going to be just fine. Okay. And they're not, to them, they don't make him. True. Move. No, Ohio State has everything for him to be successful. But I don't agree with – here's my thing. I'm not on Ohio State like K. Morgan's. I think Ohio State's going to struggle this year. I didn't I, say they were going to be amazing. But, I mean, they're the way – They're deep. They're deep, but there's no sure thing on defense. The defense wasn't great last year. You have no surefire defender that you can be like – that's Chase Young. But like I, you I just, feel like you're counterdicting yourself a little bit because if you're right and they struggle and they lose a Michigan game, then then Quinn Emmers is Quinn Emmers is playing. But yeah. I don't not if CJ Stroud's doing okay and they lose. But here here's the problem. You had Justin Fields and fuck, what was that quarterback's name that's at the Bills now? The white guy. Jake that's, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. Justin Georgia. Fields, Jake Fromm. Georgia. J- uh, Justin Fields got a sniff that Jake Fromm was not going to the NFL early and he's going to be there for a while, and he was fucking bounced right away. I don't think Ohio State wants to take that risk with Quinn No, Emmers I agree. That's a good point. All. If they, be- good point. If they keep all. Quinn Emmers benched all year, he'll dip. I could see it. He'll dip. I he's coming it. out of college Especially if, to play football. If you, he's coming out of high school good. to play football. Stroud's good, yeah. If true. Stroud's good and there's even a sniff of it, like you said, he's so good. Well, gone. if Stroud's a dude, then you let Emmers go. No, you don't. If uh, Stroud's look, a dude. Look, Georgia would have won – Championships with Justin Fields, but Stroud's better than fucking Fromm. Fromm sucked. Like Str- Fromm, Fromm went, Fromm went and won. Fromm was a, a winner, then that's why he yeah, stayed. Yeah, but they're winning games. Quarterback like fourteen to three. He won that a college was football playoff nasty. game. He won as many college football play- playoff games as Justin Fields did. But I mean, trust me, I think he's Justin Fields is better than Jake. Fromm. I think you guys but are the right. The point is with- Ohio State. Quinn Emmers is everything. Quinn Emmers is Trevor Lawrence to Ohio State, right? Uh, you need to understand that. I agree. And they're, I, they're going to work him into that offense, and C.J. Stroud is not – because guess what? C.J. Stroud's only a sophomore, too. I know. So you think they're going to play side-by-side side for the next three years together, four years together? No, no way. So no Stroud, fucking way in the world. I think world. Stroud's gone. I, you know why? But the reason I see it is because I think they're going to struggle. You know, it's, it's a reloaded O-line. They have O-line people, but – so How does Quinn Emmers not play? No, I, I, I mean – He's fucking gone. I, I think – I, I think Stroud. I think Stroud's gonna play fine. I just don't know if they make a move for. Him. I think I. I could see it. Don't get me wrong, but I think Stroud's gonna. Stroud's good. I think Stroud's really good. No, oh, he is good, but he's gonna end up at fucking Auburn or SC. Oklahoma or SC or UCLA in a year. All right. With especially with how powerful the transfer portal portal is, and we didn't even talk about that. The transfer portal this offseason was fucking crazy nuts. too. Yeah, it was nuts. that was it, wild. It has been. But especially after COVID and especially after some coaching moves, things like that, like transfer portal is a huge factor in college football offseason. Well, let's get back to Ohio State. What's your expectations in with him? I think they'll be fine. I don't necessarily know how fine, depending on, you know, the quarterback position. I think they're I think they're good at the defensive line. I think the secondary is okay. It's not amazing. They have Malik Hooker's younger brother at safety. Um, so they'll be okay in the secondary. I think the front will be good. The running backs would be fine. They have Master Teague, and they had a freshman from last year that was yeah, Dean Wells are, Jr., which yeah. is a good call by B, actually, yeah. in the National Championship game. And they're going to have a good offensive line. So they're going to be fine. I think they easily win um, the East. So, yeah. I got, yeah. Ohio State wins the East. 11-1, 12-0. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't have them close to that. What do I, you have them at? Yeah. I, I think they win 10 games. I think they lose twice. Okay. Um, 
someone likes a winner in the East that's not Ohio State. No, I think they still win it. I still think they win the I East. I actually think 10-2 and two wins it still. I still think they win it. I oh. just think the defense was suspect as fuck last year. I mean, people forget they struggled all year until the playoff game. They struggled all year. COVID, man. I mean, it was five games. They only played like five games yeah. up until that. Yeah, playoff like game. six and zero oh or something. Yeah, like yeah, I think it was. I mean, that, the, that was the argument of letting them in the playoffs. Yeah, the defense, But then they went and blew Clemson out. Like, the defense right. scares. Right. The defense scares me. The linebackers are back, but they were fucking terrible last year. The secondary is going to be okay. The pass rush is always the pass rush. I think Chris Olave is fucking dude. Yeah, and uh, the QB competition. I mean. It's interesting. It's, I just think there's a lot of moving pieces there. Well, here's the thing. If we think that Quinn Emmers is as good as Trevor Lawrence is, Trevor Lawrence won a fucking national championship his freshman year. Yeah, but he, had, he went early and had a whole, like, spring, then a summer, then jumped in. You don't oh, get that. But is Quinn Emmers that fucking dude? And I, I don't care who I it is. I don't think it's this Ohio State is that as good as that Clemson team. So so you think we'll – um, what's sorry, Ohio State's quarterback? Quinn Emmers or J.C. No. Stroud. Stroud is as good as what uh, Bryant was. I, I think mean, he's probably every, a little better than okay. Kelly Bryant. But Kelly every, Bryant still Everyone said, hey, Kelly Bryant's going to go win the national championship this year and got literally benched immediately. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but as we know, Trevor Lawrence turned out to be Trevor Lawrence. So that's the East. I'm kind of with that take. I don't. I think they win the East, but I don't think it's as smooth as um, we're kind of making out to believe. Yeah. yeah. Who do you like in the West here? I like Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin bounces back this year. I know they struggled a little bit. Um the running game was terrible, which is very surprising out of a Wisconsin team. They usually they live and die with the running game, and they kind of died with it because it wasn't good. But usually they run the ball at will, and they didn't do it last year. Um, they have a nasty defense. Their defense is fucking nasty, and they were really good against the run. Um, I just think the defense was is a little underrated this year, and I think they win it. I think Iowa's going to be really good, and I actually have some other teams in here I really like that are interesting, but... Uh, I'm going to say Wisconsin. Okay. Be who you like. Come on. This way, Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Four seniors on the O-line. I'm going to give him four games before I, I cut him out of my life forever, but Graham Mertz has to be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have a really good tight end, Jake Ferguson. Uh, they're going to be running back by committee. They got that transfer from Clemson, I believe, and they got uh, Berger, uh, Berger. He's okay. Like I agree with Cody, they got to run the ball, but it's going to be by committee. That's usually not them. They usually got a, a, a you know, a workhorse. workhorse that just fucking fucking mows. Melvin Gordon. But this defense is good. They, I see them ten and two. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the West in the Big Ten is is pretty boring, and uh, I don't think there's a lot of factors in the Big Ten West. Honestly, I think Iowa is going to be. They're going to be same old Iowa. Yeah, solid. Play okay defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be fine. They're not going to be great. But other than that, I think the West, I don't think Minnesota is going to be that good. They're not going to spark like they did a couple years ago. Nebraska is very up in the air. There's a lot of things to go over there. Uh, Northwestern lost everybody. Like, when I see that they are Two rebuilding. first-round NFL draft picks. Yeah, they, they lost a lot, so they I don't, lost, I don't yeah. know about them. So I'm taking Wisconsin. Um, kind of shitty that we're all going the same people, um, but it is what it is. I think Wisconsin's the best team in the West. Um I like them. I like them to compete with the Ohio State. I don't know if they win that game because I don't know. I don't think Graham Mertz is. I don't know. He needs I'm to be better. Him, I don't know if he can score with Ohio State at the end of the day. I'm giving. I'm giving him a few games before we cancel. Because okay. hey, we have a we have a five star recruit behind him. Okay. All right. Who's your dark horse here to win this division? 
the east or the west or are we gonna do one give me both whatever you want uh i think in the east i think it's penn state okay. i think it was a weird 2020 for them they had way too many turnovers um does sean clifford suck See that's that's my first question that, that for you. Is, that is, is the you big pick question. Penn State and they have the same quarterback and he was fucking terrible last year. I mean, so, they're a dark horse because if he's good, they have pieces around him. I of mean, of course, if he's if your quarterback is good, right? I mean, he'll be fine. But yes, what if CJ Stroud sucks? The rest, fucking, their, the rest of their team is very good. If if CJ Stroud sucks, I know they have Quinn Emmers. You know what I mean? Is he ready though? That's what I mean. I, I just there's question marks there at quarterback. Is my concern with Ohio State? So I think there's, there's a, way more question marks at Penn State. I guarantee I, that. I agree. I agree. I just think they're a dark horse. If anyone's okay. going to do it, sure. I think they're going to do it. I think Michael Parsons gone. It's going to fucking kill him. But I think they're better. I think I, I buy into. You think they're a bounce back. I, I buy into the coaching staff there. I do. I know people uh, don't like them, and they're not on board with them. But I, I buy into them. I'm not totally off this. Okay. I'm not totally off this. I I could see Penn State being. Better than last year. Yeah, they're so my they, dark in the East. They're my dark horse. They're okay. ranked. You know, I mean, people expect them to bounce back this year. They had a terrible start last year. They're like zero and five to start. So we'll see. See what who who else do you like? Uh, in the West, I like Minnesota. I do. It's the best line since Flex been there that they have this year. It's their better the best line they got. The defense is suspect. I will give you that. Um, but I buy into Tanner Morgan. <laughs> I'm on the Tanner Morgan squad. I mean, I think he's solid. Um, I and I like you said, the West is kind of boring. Why not? You know, why can't they make a run at it? You know, um, I think I buy into Fleck too. So I like Minnesota as a, as a dark horse on that side. B, who are you thinking? Um, I'm doing it again. Doing? Last year I called this bad and it was ball. so bad. But I'm back on him. I'm with CY. PJ Fleck is the guy. Jesus Christ. Tanner Morgan is the guy I'm buying back in. Like here's here's the facts, right? PJ Fleck took Western Michigan from one and thirteen to a thirteen and one school within three years. Grabs the Michigan, grabs the Minnesota job. Okay, they're bad, five and seven, and you know prior to COVID year, they went to eleven and two. Okay, got got ranked. They got the hype. I bought into the hype. They fell off during this COVID season. They have the workhorse and Abriam. He's a really good running back. Yeah, he, he's actually pretty good. Even I know him, he's not bad. I think Tanner Morgan lost his number one. He targeted Bateman 50% of yeah, the time. Yeah. But I think this is going to be good for – I think losing Bateman is good for his progression as a quarterback. Interesting. Wow, you are married to this take. You are married to I it. love Minnesota. You are married to that take. All right. Um, I I honestly don't see anyone in the East taking over Ohio State this year. I don't. I don't think Penn State is going to give them a is give them a run. I think Sean Clifford's trash. And I don't like James Franklin. <laughs> so like everything you said about Penn State, I don't like. Okay. Um, this is very bold. And again, this is a team that is a dark, 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 dark horse to win the other side against Wisconsin and the West. It's going to be Purdue. Purdue was super banged up last year. David Bell is a very good receiver. He was banged up last year. Him and he's going to be uh, fun to watch. Rondell Moore would have been a great tandem to watch, but he was very banged up this last year. And they have a first round DN, George Carl Fitz. I think Purdue can make a splash. They play good defense. I like their coach, and I think they can make a. They could cover and compete with a Wisconsin. I think I could easily see that. That's interesting. Okay. I think my thing about Purdue is uh, they have a quarterback battle. We don't know who's going to be quarterback there. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense, they have maybe the best defensive coordinator in college football. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. I think their defense is going to be and good. Got, and they were banged up last year, and they had a lot of problems. I, I don't. I don't so hate that. I pick. think they can be good this year. I don't hate it's, it. It's interesting. All right. Who's your team that interests you? What's an interesting storyline you got in the Big Ten? 
I'm going to go back to Penn State. I mean, they were so bad last year. I think it's interesting to see what they do this year. Yeah. I mean, you have a coach maybe on the hot seat. You have a quarterback who might be no good. I mean, it, there's a lot of factors there that interest me. Like, would you, anyone be surprised if they won nine games this year? Like, No, of course not. Yeah, but wouldn't you be surprised if they won four games? Like, No. That's what I mean. So I think it's very interesting to see what this team does. Okay. B, what are you thinking? Hardball. Oh. Ooh. It's always – I think Michigan – has the name, the brand, the coach. They even have the the quarterback. I think McCaffrey's gonna start. I think it'd be pretty. No, good. it's McNamara now. Cade McNamara. Oh, he. Yeah. Okay. Cade McNamara. Uh, McCaffrey sure transferred out, right? Yeah, I don't know where he is right he now. Is he is transferred. Where did he go? Well, his brother Nebraska transferred too. Yes. They're both gone. Yes. So it's 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 McNamara now. So. I I just think it's one of those things we we've been asking for his job for about two and a half years. And they extended him. Well, they said McNamara not a starter. It's a Bowman kid from Texas Tech transfer there. They oh, said it's okay. an open battle with Bowman too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just one of those things. They're, they're always good, but not good enough, and that bothers me. But it also interests me because how long are they going to keep Harbaugh around? Well, apparently because for four more years. It, yeah, well, because his recruiting class hasn't been like great, so I, I'm, I think that interests me. He's not like my hot seat. Obviously, they extended him, and but I think this Michigan's always an interesting team to watch because they could be good on defense, they could be good on the line in the trenches, always battle you, but then they could go get blown out by thirty. So yeah. you're like, I they. They're so, gonna be good on defense this year. Yeah. They they typically are. Aiden Hutchinson's back. He's used that right there with Quiddy Payne last year. They're both really good players. So I'm I, I think Michigan is interesting. And I'm interested to see if they can compete. Harbaugh had that quote you guys saw in the offseason where he said, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna beat Ohio State or I'm gonna die trying. Yeah. Stupid. And then there's a ton of memes of him like with a grave where it just said Jim Harbaugh died trying. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. just some great shit. I mean We'll see. I root for Harbaugh. Obviously, 49er connection. I liked him at Stanford. Fuck so him. Who knows what's going to happen over there, man. It's, it's been a tough road. Team that interests me is Nebraska. Um, Scott Frost, super hot seat, obviously. Put with up or new, shut up. New athletic, new athletic director over there. It's definitely put up or shut up time. They they have a quarterback in Adrian Martinez who they benched for McCaffrey last year. McCaffrey couldn't throw the ball, so they go back to Adrian Martinez. It's his back and forth game. And Adrian Martinez was actually decent for them a couple yeah. years back. So And he's been average since or, or bad or worse than average so it's interesting to see because again it's just like his third or fourth year now so it's put up or shut up time for him over there in nebraska so they're like and i and same with you i actually could see them being okay but i'm very easily could see them being very bad also yeah i don't see them being okay oh uh, well okay who's your team that's going to be absolutely trash this year michigan state okay they're they're just been going the wrong way for a few years now and i think it's just I think it's a disinterested coaching staff, and I think it's just they're losing recruits. Yeah, and it sucks because remember Michigan State a couple years ago was fucking great. They were dominant. They had a great head coach. They were fucking good. Connor Cook, quarterback. They played great defense. Now they're just in this weird fucking place. Be who you think is the worst team in the conference. I, I think it's Michigan State too. Wow. And I'll just say it now. That, that's my coach. Uh, I'm blanking out on his name. I think he's gone. Yeah, wow. year two. Wow. Okay. So that's a quick. That's a quick uh, trigger there. You're not. You're not beating Michigan. You're not competitive. Mm-hmm. You're not even exciting, really, to watch. I yeah. think they have one of the best uniforms in the Big Ten, but they suck. <laughs> Who's your squad? Uh, I actually put down Michigan State, but um, I'll give you a team that's on the decline. I don't think Indiana's going to be very good this year. They lost a lot. They lost a lot, and I, you know what? The, 
QB's coming off an ACL. Was it ACL or Achilles? It was, one of the it was ACL. It was bad. Right down the sideline. Penix Jr. Mel Tucker. That's his name. Just There you go. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, I, Even then, I don't think he's that good. He threw four picks against Ohio State in the big games. He has Ty Freifogel, who I think is a good receiver, but I don't think Penix Jr. is that good. But I, Tuttle, I think Tuttle's fine. Jack Tuttle can sling it a little bit. He did fine when he came in there and played. Yeah, for the bowl game, but... Overall, I don't think they're going to be nearly like they're not going to be the worst team. I'm just saying a team that's going to be on a big decline since we all took. Michigan See, State. I actually think they can be a sleeper nah. because if Penix comes back, if not the guy Jack Tuttle, they get Stephen Carr from USC to transfer into run, run at running back, who he was a stud for USC. So I think that's going to help the running game. The defense might not have the most talent, but they get takeaways and they're coached well. I think they can win seven, eight games this year. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Who's your player? Who you got? Who's gonna be a good? Who's gonna be a dude? I'm going with the obvious. I think Chris Olave will talk himself into a top ten pick. Oof. Uh, he wow. stayed for a reason. We love the reason why he stayed. Chris Olave is really fucking good. Damn, I, I like Chris Olave. Okay. Dude, I actually have Graham Mertz. I think that team ah. goes when he goes. So yeah, if he's I love that a little above average, they have a chance to be really good. I picked Wisconsin on that side, so I think he's an X factor. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like uh, – you guys are chalk. I'll take Dax Hill for uh, Michigan safety. He's mm-hmm. really good. I think Mich- Michigan has a good defense this year. Um, again, they don't have nearly enough firepower to beat Ohio State in any way, shape, or form. But he was a big recruit coming out of high school. He's a really good safety. And we'll see how if Michigan can play defense this year. I don't know. I, 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 li- I really like him at safety, though. I went with chalk, but I, I do have written down uh, Micah McFadden, uh, Indiana linebacker. Okay. If you find yourself watching Indiana game, he's the guy. He's Someone's, the guy. Our, our listeners will bet on Indiana at some point or against them, so they will be watching Indiana. Oh, yeah. sure. Michael McFadden, he's going to be all over the field. He kind of reminds me of Devin White, if I'm being honest. Wow. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right, so B's got Michigan State coach to get fired. So yeah. Who do you got? Mel Har- Tucker. Harbaugh. Gone. Harbaugh after getting an extension. I know he got the extension, but, I mean, when's the fuck enough enough? Like, So you think Michigan's going to be bad this year, ex- too? Yes. Was the extension – before, after their terrible recruiting class, it was after. It was after. Well, I mean, it was just yeah. It was during, after, before everything. Because when you have Jim Harbaugh, the brand, you expect top ten recruiting oh, absolutely. class. Absolutely, he was. He was. You were not in Fiesta Bowls with Andrew Luck yeah. at Stanford. He went to Super Bowls with the 49ers. You expect greatness, and he hasn't provided it. So that that's fair. Um, see, like I said before, I have Scott Frost, who I think Nebraska could be okay or bad. A new AD might have bought him a year, but. I don't see it happening. I don't think Adrian Martinez is that great a quarterback. I think Scott Frost loses his job in Nebraska. And that's a big job. That's a huge blue chip, blue blood team. So, um, And then beyond him, I'm going to go against CY. I think James Franklin at Penn State's on the hot seat. I really do. Ooh. Started 0-5 last year. It's fair. Year. It's fair. And no, I, I'm with that. Started it's 0-5 last year. He, Of course, he had, you know, he hit fire with uh, Saquon and all that, and I get that, but since then, he hasn't done shit. And not having Clifford in a QB battle this offseason is a problem. Yeah, he's terrible. They, like, they need to have a recruit that was going to push Clifford to be better or get benched. Yeah, so I think James Franklin and that coaching staff has big time on the hot seat. All right, so that's the Big Ten preview. Let's move on to the Big 12. We have two really big dogs at the top here. We have Oklahoma, who's ranked anywhere in the top four, so we've seen preseason polls and coaches' polls. And then you've got Iowa State, who's anywhere around five to six range. So let's start with Oklahoma. They're obviously the big dog. They've won the conference damn near every year since we've been alive. Returning Spencer Rattler, returning a ton of players on defense, which is the first time in a long time. 
that Oklahoma is going to have a good defense. And I think that's the big storyline going into this season for them. What do you guys have about Oklahoma's chances this year? Um, they're going to lose. Mm. To who? I'm on the Iowa State train. You always have been. I always have been. But, I mean, the legit top 10 finish, a bowl win, Matt Campbell's back, Brock Purdy's back, Brees Hall. Charlie unanim- Kohler. Un- tight yeah. End. The tight end, Brees Hall is Xavier a uni- Hutchinson un- receiver. unanimous All-American. Yeah. They this might be the the most hyped season in Iowa State history. Oh, it definitely is. Not and even close. if they can go to Oklahoma and go beat them, smack them in the mouth. It's in Norman too. Give me it all. Give wow. me it all. See why. Everything. Well, first of all, we're breaking down Oklahoma. <laughs> all right, what do you? They go hand in hand, though, right? Because okay, they, the they absolutely do. So I think that's fair that you got to talk about both. Yeah. So everything Blaine just said about Iowa State, mm-hmm. I'm complete opposite. Oklahoma. I'm Boomer Sooner, baby. Yeah. I'm so far in on Oklahoma, their balls are touching my fucking chin. <laughs> I oh love God. Oklahoma this year. Holy I fucking love them. Jesus Christ. They have seven offensive players return. Their receiving core is fucking nasty. As it always is. Like, As it always the is. best in the country. Marvin Mims. Yeah, um, Marvin Mims is so good. Yeah, they're loaded. I mean, they lose Creed Humphrey, who was the like the staple of that offensive line. But he was a senior, and he came back for his senior year. So you got to respect that. Yeah, I mean. He was due. And Kmorg mentioned it, the defense. We've never yeah. talked about Oklahoma defense. And the defense, they don't need to be good. We've always said it. They need to be adequate. They need to be average. They I need think to, they'll be good. And I think they're going to be good. I think the DBs are a little suspect. They lost one to Washington here. But the front seven is nasty. And I think they're as good as almost anyone. I mean, there's a few teams up at the top that you can't say. But Nick Benito at linebacker is a stud. Yeah, first rounder. I think Oklahoma is going on a tear this year. Holy cow. So passionate about this. Do it. (laughs) You want to bet? You want to bet now? Yeah. Let's bet it. Big Big 12 championship. Big 12 championship. Big 12 championship. Okay. I got Iowa State. I got Oklahoma. 100? What is it? 100 spot? 100 no, spot. let's do something fun. Okay. Let's do something fun. College gave me your choice next season. That's fun. All right. <laughs> All right. That's fun. All right. I like that. All right. I'll get into it. Um, I'm all about Iowa State. Not beating Oklahoma, but I'm all about <laughs> Iowa State. Let me, let me, I'm, not, I'm not giving my pick, but I'm just saying, like, I love Iowa Kinda State. Kind of sounds like yours. I've been on Iowa State. I've been on Matt Campbell. I think he definitely um, – he's one of the best coaches in the country. He's hes changed Iowa State's program forever, honestly. I really do think that. I think he's easily a guy that should be in line for a huge job if it opens up, like an SEC, like a Michigan if it opens up, something like that. Like He turned down some jobs this year. He did. He turned down a lot of jobs because he wants this team and he wants to see this team through, and I, and I love that. And I love – Brock Purdy, Brees Hall at running back. I think this is a great fucking team. I really like Iowa State this year. Um, and Oklahoma on the other side of the ball. The thing with Oklahoma, like Siwa said, there's a ton of talent everywhere. And that's not what we talk about with Oklahoma because that's without saying. We know Oklahoma's talented. We know they're going to be really fucking good. My biggest question, honestly, is Spencer Rattler. And that sounds crazy to say because he had a really big year last year. But I think people forget he got benched at one point. You know what I mean? At one point, people were like, there were some questions about him. So and then yes, he finished off the year a lot stronger, but it's like they've got the team around him. Is he that guy? And I think that's the and, and like people think he is. I'm not fully fully sold. I think eventually he's gonna rise to the occasion and be the guy. 
but I think he's the only question mark, actually, which sounds crazy. I think he's the only question mark, and I th- and I think Oklahoma is the team to beat in this division, even with all I that mean, being said about Iowa State. I mean, yeah, they're definitely the team to beat. Right. They went an absolute eight-game stretch terror with a bowl win, and Spencer Rattler's amazing. And beat the shit out of Oklahoma, yeah. uh, out of Florida. Yeah, 68% uh, passing, uh, 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns. Spencer Rattler will be a Heisman favorite. He is, yeah. But I'm just sold on a You're better married to team. It. I'm, ma- uh, yeah, I'm mar- You're married to Iowa State, and I and Iowa I love State, that. Minnesota is like I, I'm married to. I bet them all year, and I'm married to those teams. You're married I to love it. it. And and I'm and I'm about Iowa State. I really think Iowa State's gonna be a really good football team. I definitely think there's a showdown at the end of the year with these two teams, both undefeated, playing each other, and then they'll play each other again. Yeah. In the Big Ten championship. Right. 12, and 12, I think 12. Big Twelve, excuse me, and Oklahoma wins that game though. Okay. Too much firepower on defense. Um, I don't know how dynamic Iowa State can be getting the ball downfield, extending the field where I know Oklahoma can. So, like, can Iowa State compete with the points that I think Oklahoma can put up with? And I think Oklahoma's defense is good enough to keep that in check. So that's the breakdown for the winners. Obviously, who do you guys have a dark horse? Because Iowa State's obviously the number two. Do you guys have another dark horse that you think maybe compete in this division? Watch out for Texas. Oh, boy. Watch out for Texas. Buying into Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, huh? I'm a big Sark guy. I really do like Sark when he's sober. Um, I I think I think Casey Thompson's good. I mean, we haven't seen much of him, but I'm kind of on the train a little bit. So are you bit. on the train because of the uh, the bowl game he beat Colorado? You're on the train? Uh, I'm interested. Okay. I'm interested in him. Um, it's put up or shut up for Bijan Robinson. He was a huge recruit coming out, and he hasn't really performed yet. The running back? Yeah, no, um, he, I think I'd say he's performed. I just not up to his standard. The offense though. isn't around him though. You know what yeah. I mean? With Sam Ellinger was all about him last year. They threw yeah, the they ball did. everywhere. He did. I think the defense needs to be better, but I think Texas would be the next up for me. Interesting. Okay, B, what are you thinking? Uh, a dark. I don't see a dark horse, but I had to pick one. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Um, I mean. They put they're, a, they, they're always a dark horse. They're That's they're the problem yeah. with Oklahoma uh, Spencer, State. Spencer Sanders, quarterback. Yeah, I really like him. They could put up a lot of points. I mean, it's just one of those things. Do you like can can they hang? And I mean, my answer is no. But that could be the dark horse that could be upset one of these teams. Mm-hmm. I think they could be the team that gives Iowa State or Oklahoma the one maybe second loss. Okay, interesting. Oh shit! My mic almost fell. <laughs> I like uh, I like TCU. I like them too. I, I like TCU to be a dark horse. Um, I think Gary Patterson's a good coach. He's done it before. He's had the good teams before. Um, and Max Duggan, their quarterback, he's primed to have a breakout season. He's right? special, man. He, he's he's special. had good games. He's had he's had he you know had a off and on season. He beat Texas last year. Like he's there. He's their guy this year, which I like. So they had a really good defense last year. The safety that went second round of the Raiders. So. Eric, Morig, Morig, yeah. So interesting to see what they're going to do this year. I de- I easily could see them beating Texas. I definitely think they can beat the Baylor's. I think they can definitely walk through those teams. It's just my question of can they beat the Iowa State? And yeah. I think they'll give them a good run. But I like Max Duggan. I think that they can definitely make some waves out there in the Big Twelve. D- D- Duggan can could do it. He can I like ball. that. He can ball out, mm-hmm. man. Like, and I'm about that. So. Who is your team that interests you? There's a couple I'll, interesting storylines. I'll start because I had TCU. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they really Perfect. interest me. I think Max Duggan is is special. I think he's really good. Yeah. I think um, 
they got two edge killers. Mm-hmm. They have, um, they return eight guys on defense. It's just interesting. I mean, they could be a team that matches up well with those two teams at the top. Um, yeah, and I think we forget like a couple years back they were almost a playoff team, and they yeah. blew out Ole Miss in like I think it was like one of the Fiesta Bowls or something yeah, like that. No, like I, they were with Trevon Boykin at quarterback. Like they were fucking good a couple years back. They're, they're they, interesting. They could. I mean, I'm not. I don't think they're gonna. It's the year, but. They could definitely make some splashes, make some waves. So I'm interested to see. I'm with that. All right, yep. B, what are you thinking? I mean, the only thing interesting in the the Big Twelve is the you know top three teams. So I'll go with the third. <laughs> I'll go with the third. I think Texas could be an interesting team yeah. to watch. Yeah, they they end it pretty good. I mean that the conference is always up for grabs, but o- Oklahoma, Iowa State look kind of head and heels above mm-hmm. Texas right now. But Texas is competitive. They have the brand that we always love to watch. Yeah. So they're they're always interesting. That's a team that always interests me because I want them to suck. <laughs> but every year they, they end up with like eight wins. So, yeah. I mean, and nine wins, whatever. And they've got Steve Sarkeesian now. Yeah. So it's like you got your guy. You think it's your guy. You know, and the, the, the running joke always is Texas is back, right? Right. That's always a running joke. Not only do we say they're back, but they're also – pending an sec team now so steve sarkeesian i think has a ton of pressure going into the next couple of years maybe not this year but the next couple of years he's got a lot of pressure even this year though because like cy said they've got Bijan robinson and even a lot of people have a lot of high hopes for casey thompson so yeah. we'll see and especially coming off a national championship team that had the number one offense i still think that there's a little bit of heat for him this year so i, I see some interesting storylines there too um my interesting team is oklahoma state um, like yeah. we talked about before, they're kind of the best team or best program in the Big 12 remaining outside of Oklahoma and Texas. So I think they're kind of one, a man kind of without an island, or they're on an island now. And not only that, like we said before, it's like they're always interesting. They're always like that number three or four team. It's like they're always supposed to be good, right? They're always a dark horse, like we said, right? Spencer Sanders was supposed to be the dude last year. They had Chubba Hubbard last year that was supposed to be a Heisman hopeful, right? They had... Um, Tylon Wallace, their receiver, who went early second round, right? They they have these these players year after year, but they don't get it done. So I think it's and you know Mike Gundy, you know what I mean? The man, I'm 40. Like we've heard these storylines with him now, and it's like it's almost kind of put up or shut up for time for him too. Like yeah. he's he was untouchable, and then he had a lot of like political concerns last year with the team, and that caused a lot of disruption. I think so. I think there's a lot of interesting storylines for Oklahoma State going into the season. So that's my take. Who's your team that's going to be absolutely trash this year? Kansas. Really? Trash. I'll give I'll give Kansas a little bit. I think they hired a decent coach out of Buffalo. I don't hate that. And they also took like eight transfers from Buffalo too, if you saw that. So they're they're Buffalo 2.0 Kansas this year, which will be interesting. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be great, but maybe they win. I think, honestly, I think their win total is one this year. I thought, I'm not even kidding. I wow. Think it was two. Is it two? It's two. Okay. I saw it was like, is it one and a half or something like that then? Uh, yeah, I saw it at It's two. something like that. Honestly, I'm going to the team I don't know a lot about. I just really hate. I hate Baylor. I oh, think. Okay. And I I uh, don't think they're good. I mean. Their coach is like interesting. D well, coordinator from the LSU. D coordinator from LSU when they were unreal. Dave Aranda. Yeah. Aranda. I don't know with Baylor. Like, no, nothing impressed me. Good, so nothing impressed really me from his first year. And they lost their quarterback, Charlie Brewer. Yeah, as a QB yeah, call. He went to Utah. They so, got a good receiving core, and they, the defense was better last year. It did get better under him. I think it's going to continue to get better. I don't think they're going to be good either. I think they come in ninth place above Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, my team this year, 
again, I don't think they're gonna be the worst. I think Kansas is kind of the chalk pick, and that makes a lot of sense. But I don't, I don't see a lot out of Kansas State this year. I agree. Um, they're kind of that team they have been the last couple. Of years. They play spoiler a lot of times. They beat Oklahoma. I think they beat Oklahoma the last two years. Actually, yeah, they did. Which is kind of funny, but I don't think they're that spoiler team this year. I don't think they're nearly as good as they have been in years past. And I definitely, I think that they're definitely on the bottom end of this conference this year. So. With all that being said, who's our players? Who who's your players this year? Obviously, you have the chalk, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Anyone else that interests you? I'm going chalk. <laughs> Mike Rose, linebacker, uh-huh. Iowa State. I love 96 that. tackles, seven picks, ten bangle? and a half tackles for loss. <laughs> he's a bangle, maybe future bangle, <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. He's he's dominant. He'll he'll be a key factor in if they can beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Their offense is going to be fine. Yeah. They'll run through, you know, Brees Hall. Like, we don't need to talk about Brees Hall. Oh, I'm all about Brees Hall. But, he might be the best yeah. running back in the country. I'm all about and Brees he'll, Hall. And he'll show it. But Mike mm-hmm. Rose will lead this defense to either win the uh, Big 12 or lose it. Nice. That's your team. Run with it. Yeah. See why? Um, obviously, I like the chalk with Casey Thompson and Max Duggan. Yeah. But I think those guys are really interesting. But I got, I'm going to go back to a guy I mentioned earlier is Bijan um, Robinson out <clears> of <throat> Texas, the running back. With the fact that. Sark, look what he did with Najee Harris. I know it's not the same. I know it's not. But Najee was immaculate in that offense. Yeah. And they had a ton of weapons, you know. They have Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, like, and they still were able Smitchy, to yeah. run the ball. And he had a great career, Najee did. So I think they're going to try to use him the same way uh, Sark will. So I think the offense actually runs through him, takes some pressure off Casey Thompson. So look for him to have a huge year. What do you th- how do you think Texas does? I had them as a dark horse. I, I mean, I have them at nine wins. Ooh, that's not bad. I have them right around nine. See, I think Texas has some tough games, though. Like, they do. They, they open up with Louisiana Lafayette. And Louisiana Lafayette yeah. is – they're tough. So, I don't know. I Texas could easily be a team where, like, yeah, they win ten games, and you're like, they made the right hire, good move, right. awesome moving forward for the SEC. But they could also be that team. They could have, like – they like they could be, like, one in three right before we know it, and you're like, fuck, they're in some shit. Yeah, so, no, I agree. We'll see. Um, my player that I like is Dante Stills, uh, D-tackle out of West Virginia. He had his brother last year on the same D-line. West Virginia is a team that I definitely like to make some waves. I think they're going to be one of the cover teams this year. Wow. A lot of people are doubting them. And I like the program, and I like the coach, and I like their team last year a lot. They won some big games for me against Texas Tech, betting-wise, and also um, against Baylor. So look for West Virginia. Look for Dante Stills. He's a really good ball player. B already went. All right. Yeah. Who who's getting fired? What coach is what coach is gone after this year? Uh I gotta say Matt Wells at yeah. Texas Tech. Yeah. I just think he's he's I think B called that one last year too, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. staying on it. Yeah. I they he should be gone. Do you think Tyler Shaw or Shuck from Oregon transferred? Are they gonna I'm gonna any? I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That means you think he's gonna be decent. Okay. Um, yeah, I have Matt Wells down here too because I think that's kind of a that's a pretty chalky pick, but it's fine. I also have Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. Ooh. I think I think there. I mean, you mentioned it. But. There's some relationships lost last year politically that I think um, caused some waves with the team and everything right now. And like I said, they've been a team that should be good for the last couple of years. Sometimes they're great, a lot of times they're good, and then they haven't been great in a little bit, and they should have been last year. So I have Mike Gundy as being a guy that's definitely hot seat, potentially fired outside of Matt Wells. All right, Pac-12. See why you're a shit. Bit, you're a big Pac-12 guy. Obviously, we got USC love down here for a lot of people. I hate them personally. See why? Talk to me about USC. How are they going to be this year? 
it's the same story, right? It's <laughs> the best of the best players. They're as talented as everyone. Um, they have a great recruiting class. They bring a number one recruit in the country in. They reload. They, I mean, they lose two receivers, but I mean, their receivers are still nasty. Um, the offense just needs more consistency. I mean, it was clutch. Don't get me wrong. It was clutch down the stretch, and they made plays when they had to. Um, I'm all in on Graham Harrell. I think he's a dude offense coordinator. I, I think really? I think he's a dude. I think he can really wow. call. I think they didn't struggle because of him. I think it was Slovis. I think Slovis struggled, and he needs to be more consistent. Um, and I think it starts and ends with Slovis. I think um, the defense is going to be really good. The secondary is unreal. Um, they lost one starting corner uh, to the NFL. Um, what's his name, son? Um Elijah Griffin. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was only starter they lost in the secondary. The secondary was really good last Chris year. Chris Steele's coming back. He they have a really good. good secondary. I think the defense is going to be very, very good. Um, they did lose two guys, two running backs, to the transfer portal with Carr and I forgot who the other one was. Um, they both one went to uh, Indiana, and the other one went. So I forgot where the other one went. But um, so that's going to hurt a little bit. But skill positions are never a problem with him i think it's just slovis i think it really starts and ends with slovis if he's really really good i think se is really really good if he's average i think se is average so i think it starts and ends with him interesting b what do you think about usd this year i love se this year i really do um he he missed a couple names i mean you talked about the defense but the you know the names on that defense chris steely drake jackson Drake Jackson, they're Centennial. going to be really good. Corey Foreman, Centennial, like you said, number one overall player, and he's going to make an impact. You know it. But on, on the other end, they got a coach we hate. Yeah, and like you said, Slovis. I mean, obviously it's football. You're you're depending on a quarterback, but like Slovis, Helton, if they can't bring this together and win the pack, smell ya. Facts. Right. I mean, I think, I mean, I forgot to mention with the running back, they did get Keontae Ingram from Texas. Um, he was a tra- uh, transfer they got in at running back. He's supposed to be the dude. I like him. And I also really like Drake ja- uh, Drake London. Sorry. Oh, Drake yeah. London was no, a stud last year. He's a beast. I like him. No, he's really good. Yeah. Um, we'll get into my picks later about SC. I think, I don't know. I really don't know about SC. There's, like you said, I don't think they're coached well at all. I think talent wise on the field. They can compete with anybody. You know what I mean? Skill position-wise, they can. Vita Vera Tucker was a first-round guard. They yeah. lost him, which sucks. But, like, they've always got the talent. That's never the question. You know what I mean? They lost the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He's on the 49ers now. So, But they rebuild and they reload skill player-wise. But I just don't think they're led properly. So I don't know where I have USC. The Pac-12, honestly, in my opinion, has been the toughest one for me to predict. Really? Kind of looking at everything. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff that we'll talk about later when we get into our winners on each side of the division. But I see a lot of teams that are all pretty good, to be honest with you. I think a lot of teams are really good. I don't think any team is like head and shoulders above anybody. And even the lower end teams, I still think can win games. So it's a tough division. Um, Who's your guys' winner in the North? I got Oregon. Okay. Uh, 10 and two. Um, They have the, probably the best defensive player in the country. They got Came they got a Thibodeau. yeah they got a lot better oh, I think Christian. that the COVID shortened season for the pack was weird it was so weird last yeah, year it was so weird but I think I think Oregon's talented everywhere okay yeah I'm with that see why I got Oregon I think the O needs our offense needs to be better um, they need to get back to the old offense 
Um, I like Anthony Brown, I, the Boston College. I was going to ask you. You guys must believe in Anthony yeah, Brown. Yeah, Kovic ran him out of the job though. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I like Anthony Brown. But here's the other thing: he's good enough to make Tyler Shuck transfer out. Yeah. So slow, Tyler Slow. Is that Shuck it? or Show? Show. Show. Either one. I don't know how you pronounce um, it. I like Anthony Brown. I think he's perfect for this team, this offense, because they don't need him to do a whole lot. I mean, I think he just needs to be solid. They're loaded with talent. They are absolutely loaded. They have the best one-two running back in the conference with Dye and Verdell. They're solid. Um, their linebackers are fucking nasty. They have a ton of recruits there, um, including Noah Swell, uh, Penny's yeah. little brother. Uh, he was a stud for him. Justin Flo playing, or is he out? I don't know. He's, I, he's banged up. He's banged up. Yeah. So, But even without him, um, they got, how do you say it, Maratui Funa, and he's another linebacker, huge recruit for them. He's going to play linebacker, too, and he's a stud. Their linebackers are really, really good. Uh, you mentioned Thibodeau. He's a stud. And then you got I, – I like Michael Pittman. I mean – Younger brother. Younger brother. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's really good, you too. Just, everywhere you look, there's just there's star. Talent. Yeah, and there's it's talent. talent. I mean, you named all the players. I said there's talent everywhere. And Cody went deaf. I love Oregon. I think they're going to be really good this year. I agree. Damn. All right. Yeah, my only concern with Oregon is the quarterback position. Like you said, I think their offensive line's good. They've got good skill position. I, I like it. I think they lost some players on defense, but I think their linebackers are strong. But I'm going to take Washington here. I think Washington's schedule is a little more winnable, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, and I think their defense is actually better than Oregon's. Their defense is good. They play really good defense. I like the coach. Um, the quarterback position kind of is a little up in the air, in my opinion, because they yeah, have who, Sam Hoover. Who we got? Well, they've got their starter. It's the same guy from last year, but yeah. they've got the number one quarterback in the country coming into the team this year, Sam Huard. So I don't know if that's going to play a factor in what's going to happen here, but I think Washington's schedule makes a little more sense for them to win the division. I do. Gotcha. So, but I, I mean, I like Washington. I, actually, I actually have Washington at 10 2 2, but I like the okay. Oregon, Oregon yeah, tiebreaker. It's tough. All right. Who's your, who's your South winner? I think you both are on USC. Huh? I got SC. Okay. I, mean, I talked about them already. I explained v. why. Uh, Utah. Whoa. Um, like I said, I mean, I love SC. Shit. I think they could do it, but Utah is really good. They're coached really well. They got we talked about him from Baylor, Charlie Brewer. Yep. They got Theo Howard from UCLA. Yep. Um, they got a really good offensive line. My my problem with Utah, five star, all five starters back on the offensive line. Yeah, I'm. My problem with Utah is the defense. I just don't know how they're going to be on defense this Come year. On. I think they're going to be good. It's Kyle Whittingham. It is. Yeah. It's. I know. He's I know. A great head coach, and they always are going to have a good defense regardless. They, De- they do. And, and Devin Lloyd's back. He didn't go to the NFL. They do. That guy's amazing. I, I like Utah. This I year like too. Utah just because. I mean, we we hype SC. I want SC. We talked about it. I want SC to be twelve and zero, be in a bowl game. But you think Utah's a little bit better team? I think Utah's a better team because. At the at the realm of Clay Helton and Slovis, I don't trust either one of them. I like Charlie Brewer too. I like Charlie, I see, Charlie Brewer. He's I'm, a four he's a four year guy, dude. He could get it done. And then getting Theo Howard. Theo Howard had fifteen hundred yards on two different teams. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and I he, like Utah. I think he's finally found a spot. Okay. I do like Utah. I I, actually, I love their coach. I love Kyle Whittingham. I have them I, think I have to come in second in the South. I do. Okay. I just I don't think they can win the win the South. Okay. South winner is the University of California, Los Angeles, whoa. UCLA Bruins, whoa, 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 are winning the whoa, South. Whoa, whoa. Dorian Green Thompson at quarterback. You're buying in. I'm I'm buying in. Okay. I'm buying in to Chip Kelly. 
Um, it's his fourth year technically. Uh, COVID last year. Um, they were good, man. And they were in like one score ball games all last year, man. And they were on the wrong side of it. They almost beat USC a lot of times. And Thompson showed me some stuff last year, man. I was down on him early in his career, but he had a good season last year. I think he's going to put it together. It takes a while for Chip Kelly to figure it out at UCLA. Not figure it out, but just kind of like change the program, right? Because before with, uh, was it Mora? Who was our coach before? Yeah, Jim Mora. Yeah. Beforehand, like it was a completely different team, completely different offense, completely different system. Chip Kelly's now back. And I think Chip Kelly, we forget about how great he was at Oregon. He changed everything, you know, the Mariotas. I mean, all the guys he had there. He went to a national championship. I think this is his year that he's changed it. And I think UCLA this year is going to be really fucking good. And they were young last year, and they're a lot more experienced this year. I like UCLA to win the South. Wow. I, I do think UCLA is going to greatly improve. Um, they returned 10 starters on offense, and their defense was solid. They had a lot of ball hawks in the secondary, and they had some good pass rushers. Um, I think it starts in – with Dorian Thompson, is he going to be the truth? And he's going to be. He does, and I'm and I'm and I'm buying into it because yeah, again, I did not to. think you he was to. good at first, and I think he's gotten a lot better now. So I'm I'm with that. Okay. Um, who's your dark horse? Uh, B, who do you got? My dark horse. I mean, I had Utah, but that I because just because I think the consensus is SC is going to win it. Yeah. So my dark horse is Utah. No one's going to come on here and say Utah is going to win, except for me. Well, you did. Also, my dark horse. <laughs> okay, so that's fair. Sure. Yeah, so they are, I, mean, they are I don't say in their own. Channel. I don't say see anyone really like. I don't see Washington as a dark horse if they want it. Yeah, I mean UCLA, I guess, could be your dark horse too. Like, that yeah, that yeah. that could be a dark horse. That's super dark. But Utah, SC, Oregon, Washington, those fours, like yeah. that's all I really see. It's a it's a deep conference on both sides, and I think it's like Keith Morgan mentioned earlier. It's pretty even throughout. Um, I have Washington. I just think Washington, um, Cam Morgan mentioned them. They're gonna, I think they're going to be very good. I think they have a chance to be really, really good. So I'm going to take Washington as my dark horse. I have Utah as my dark horse. Okay. Yeah, I like I said, I like Kyle Whittingham a lot. He's always going to have a good defense. He's always going to run the ball well. Charlie Brew at quarterback, we'll see how it pans out for him. But Utah's always that team that they always compete in big games, and they were a game away two years ago from making the college football playoffs. So yeah. I like Kyle Whittingham and I like Utah, so I think they can easily win that South, and it's very winnable. Because, like I said, I think there's a lot of teams that are really good. I just don't know who's going to be great and take care of it. And what he you, might be because he's a better quarterback. Who do you, what what side do you think is more winnable, North or the South? Uh, I mean, we pick three different teams in the South. Yeah, the North the North is way more winnable. I mean, let's be honest. Oh. But you just, we just pick you pick UCLA. The North, I pick the Utah, North you is pick more SC. winnable because at the end of the day, I think. It's Oregon, Washington, and then the rest in the north. I really do. Where even in the south, I still think Arizona State could win. They're, they might be more talented than anybody. So it's just a deeper side. It's way deeper. It's way deeper, way deeper, way I deeper. I agree. So, all right, who's your team that interests you guys? I mean, we're kind of just recycling teams at this point, but <laughs> yeah, I have UCLA. I mean, Kate Moore okay. mentioned it. I think they're super interesting. Chip Kelly, fourth year. Let's see what, see what he can do. I don't need to talk about it Is he anymore. on the hot seat? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, ASU, Herm Edwards, yeah. Jalen Daniels. That interests me. Is he on the hot seat? Yes. For those recruiting violations? Yes. Yeah. They just had, I think yesterday it came out, two more coaching staff or uh, in, you know, admin leave per se. So that that is an interesting school. 
that's an interesting situation because if they go and mess us up, I, I see Jane Daniels entering the portal. Yeah, that's not a bad call. I have Arizona State as well as interesting. I mean, for like just like you said, I mean the off the field stuff puts Herm Edwards on the hot seat, and it's not even on the field because I think they're trending in the right direction on the field, and I think they could win this division. I just there's a lot of distractions with that. So like, they're a team that they could be a dark horse, and that's why I think the South is so deep. But it's just interesting. I like Herm Edwards a lot. It just worries me with the off the field issues that I don't know if they're gonna be able to put together on the field, unfortunately. Yeah. So. We'll see. Who's your team? Who's going to be trash in the Pac-12? Arizona. All at once, Arizona. Uh, yeah. Jed Fish is going to start this rebuild and this kind of culture change. But yeah. they're going to be bad. Yeah. What do we guys, before we move on, I know it's not on here, but we haven't talked about Stanford. Stanford was a powerhouse for so long. Are, is David Shaw on the hot seat? He's, he's almost untouchable in a lot of ways. He's, an, he's, the, most, he's the winningest coach at, in Stanford history. Doesn't seem like it, but he is. He is, yeah. and we're we're about five years away from when they were really good with Kevin Hogan, Christian McCaffrey, those years. Right. So, I, I think he's kind of untouchable in okay. a lot of ways. I don't. I don't know. It What's would, your it, expectations it would take a for more. them this year? Uh, in the north, I have him like fourth. I, Honestly, I, I have him third in the north. It's tough because I actually think Oregon State's not bad, and Washington State. Uh, actually, Washington State might not be that great. I have them like, yeah, fourth, maybe right behind Oregon State. I have Stafford tied for third. I have Stanford at third. So I think they're, I think they're like a bowl eligible team. Like, okay. right at six, maybe seven. But that's wins. my point with the pack, man. There's a lot of teams that are. Just I agree. Gonna, they're I, gonna battle this year. I agree. I think it's probably the most even conference. I think maybe in college football. I so. agree. Interesting. All right, who's your player this year that you're gonna watch? Look out for. I'm going with the the Centennial boys. You know, Drake Drake Jackson and Corey Foreman. Mm-hmm. Drake Jackson is a potential first-round pick, and Corey Foreman's playing on the other side of him, number one recruit in the country. Um, they have a nickname for each other. I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, they played in high school together. Now they're going to team up in college, and they developed into these two stars. Um, I, I think that's super fun to watch. I that's think awesome. Both those guys are going to be legit. And then I actually think the guy on the other side of the ball from the same high school, Gary Bryant Jr., is going to have a huge year. Um, they're talking about him all offseason. Didn't talk about him at all. Wow. Yeah, he, he's good. he's a stud. They're talking about him all camp so far. They've used him inside. They used him outside. They have him in the backfield, kind of like how Centennial used him in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an Army All-American guy. He's going to be a stud. And if you want to stay with those same teams, you got Tanner McKee, who might start at Stanford this year. He's back from his mission trip, um, his Mormon mission for a year. They said he's the front runner to win the job at Stanford at QB. So imagine all four of those guys on the same team at Centennial and all have a big ch- a chance to have a big impact on the pack this year. So I'm actually looking forward for all four of those guys. Awesome. B? I think uh, I'm going to stay with uh, SC. I think Drake London could lead the – Dude. I, I think he could lead beast. NCAA in yards. That's a bold take. He's a beast. He's a dude. He's yeah. a beast. All right. I'm going to go with a little uh, outside-the-box pick here. Late Landman. Uh Colorado linebacker, mm-hmm. absolute stud from last year. He got hurt end of last year. It's another team we didn't really mention. Talk about Colorado they, a lot. Yeah, pretty we good. Didn't talk about no, him. not really. But, you know, that's the pack. It's deep. You know, yeah. what I mean? like Colorado last year was and they actually turned, pretty they, solid. They turned some heads last year. They did. I they're know very, there was. We don't have volume for them last year going off of last year, but they turned some heads. They're a deep team too. Yeah. on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I like him a lot. He got hurt end of last year. They lost to Texas. I honestly think because of that. 
But he's an impact player. I definitely think he's like a true college football player through his core. All right, who's your coach? Who's getting fired? This one's tough. Um, I'm going to have to go with Herm. That does hurt. Wow, hurts. that hurts. I just think it hurts big if time. they have a bad the year, I think they have a, if they have a bad year, there's a built-in excuse. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I really like Herm too. Damn. We'll go Herm. What are you thinking? If they don't win it and I predicted them to lose it, Clay Hilton's gone. Interesting. Clay Hilton. I got Clay Hilton too. I, I'm not buying into USC nearly as much as you guys are. I I think he's a bozo. I think they didn't get him out of there. See, the word. reason I haven't picked Clay Hilton is the fact that they've been okay with him winning nine games. So what's going to be the difference now? I think they go COVID. 10 and 2 and fire him. I honestly think if, like, COVID last year, they didn't win the pack. If they would have lost the bowl game, I think he would have been fired. But they they opted out. Say they like, lose. Honestly. Say they lose Notre Dame, Utah, and they 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 buck around and they use the they lose to UCLA. It's over. Well, for if he him. loses UCLA, he's done. It's over. They haven't lost to UCLA in three years. Yeah, if they lose to UCLA, he's but tough. remember last last year's game was wild. It was wild. That was an out of control game. Dude, like, they had brawl at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. The USC, so, there's undiscipline. There's there's a couple games on the That's schedule. The I went off on yeah. that last year. Yeah, you did. You were Clay a fucking idiot. There's a couple games on that schedule. If he loses, he's gone for sure. Because yeah. he has the most talent on his roster in the pack. Probably. Yeah. Love the pack. All right. SEC preview. Again, a lot going on in the SEC. We've got the big dog, Alabama. Big boys. Coming off a national championship victory. What are you guys seeing for this preview on Alabama? Brand new coach, brand new receiver, brand new running back, brand new damn near everything. What do you think, be? There's one consistent guy there. Saban. John <laughs> Mechie? Or, oh. Talking Nick, about Saban? Nick, Nick Saban? Nick Saban. Fact. Okay. No, I, I de- defense. Yeah. They got their linebackers. All of their linebackers are back. All, all, all insane. Of, no one no one realized that. All of their linebackers yeah, are back. Anderson's nuts. So, I mean, we could talk Al- about. Allen's a freak. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about Minchie and Bryce Young. Allen is probably the best player in the SEC. Yeah. Um, I think Alabama is right where we expect Alabama to be. Okay. Um, nothing changes here. I think Bryce Young is more talented than Mac Jones. And we might not say that he has the weapons that Tua or Mac had, but it's fucking Bama. By the end of the year, we might say that, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. By the end of the year, we might say exactly. that. There's guys that we don't even know names. Bama is now wide receiver U. Yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. Do we, see, why do you think there's a there's a step back at all? Do you think no. do you think this is just a reload? Do you see any kind of rebuild slip I, in the game? I don't. I think Mechie's a dude. Um, Bryce Young, he's going to let him roll. It's kind of going to be, I think, that transition where we had Jalen Hurts to Tua, where the offense just exploded when Tua came. Mm-hmm. I think the same kind of thing happens with Bryce Young. Um, Evan Neal steps in at left tackle from right tackle. He's the next great tackle from yeah, Alabama. He is. He is. Uh, tackle you. I mean, Bama is Bama. They're yeah. NFL you. Yeah. The linebackers you already mentioned. Um, defense had less lo- losses than the offense did of players. So um, the secondary is going to be great. Even though they lost Sertain, I think. I still think the secondary is going to be very good. I don't think Bama loses a step at all. Damn. I'm with it. All right. The West, you guys already mentioned it. Is Alabama your team in the West? Yes. Me? 12 and 0. <laughs> yeah, I'm hard with Bama. I'm with Bama, too. It's hard to argue. Obviously, I didn't talk about it too much, but I think Bryce Young is very, very talented. Yeah. I don't see them missing a step at running yeah. back. I don't see them missing a step anywhere 
I think they're. I'll go on even further. I think their linebacker core is so special. They might be. They're off. If their offense struggles with new pieces and less talent, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe 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 less talent. Maybe less talent. Alabama's defense was good last year, but they weren't great. You know, they put up some points at times. This this team this defense will be a lot better. A lot better. I agree. Who's your East winner? So you got Georgia's. You got the Florida's. Who's winning it? Georgia. Yeah, I think they lose to Clemson opening week and then run the table. Okay, uh, I think you know, I'm a huge JT Daniel guy, yeah. so so see why. I think by the end of the year, JT Daniels will be the number one overall pick. Whoa, interesting. See why? Who's your East winner? Everything I said about Oklahoma earlier. Sign me up for Georgia on the same fucking thing. Yeah. I love Georgia. I love Georgia. I would hammer their win total now. I have 10 and a half here. It might have been 11 now. They have the best, the best offensive line in football, in college football. Um, the defense is still elite. Um, the secondary and the pass rush are really good. I know they lost. Uh, was it, how do you say his name? They went to the Giants. Oweji? Yeah. Oweji. Yeah, my yeah. defense rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah. I think. But they have a bunch of guys on the defense that are still really good. Um, and B mentioned it, JT Daniels is a fucking dude. Um, <laughs> I'm all about him. I think, like I said, everything I said about Oklahoma and how much I'm on Oklahoma, I have that same type of energy towards Georgia. Damn. Yeah, I got Georgia here too. Um, for all the same reasons, um, I think Georgia's a little bit more experienced than uh, Bama is this year. And I don't think the East is going to be very competitive for them at all. I, no. I don't see Florida competing with them. I don't see anybody. Tennessee, South Carolina, like they are going to roll through the East. They're going to get absolutely fucking worked by Georgia. I really do. So I think. for the people at home, the, the East side of it is Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Bandy. Where the West, that we kind of mentioned already, is a little more loaded with Bama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Yeah, so a little deeper on the West, obviously. So we see a little bit more parity potentially playing out in the West. Who is your dark horse maybe to win a division here or even the conference? I'll, I'll start. Um, Texas A&M, it's going to be weird. Is that a dark horse? Is it? I mean, I sure. think it's a dark horse. I mean, yeah, it's not Bama. It's, it's not Bama. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I think Texas A&M is going to look weird not having Kellen Mond as a quarterback. Yeah, four-year starter. So I think yeah. we have a QB battle in Texas A&M. What's his name? It's like... Uh, Harrison Hayes, Hayes King and yeah. Zach Hayes King. I think Zach, he's the uh, guy. Kazada. Yeah, I think Hayes King's gonna be the guy that wins it though. Yeah, King's, um, King's gonna be the guy. Spiller Spiller's back. Probably the best running back in the SEC. Yeah, uh, second best. Second best. Really? Um, okay. But I, they're they're loaded. They they look good. They have a good schedule. Just I mean, it's a dark horse because if if you beat Bama, then yeah, that's the that's the dark horse for me. Okay, I know they're like the top five, you know, SEC team, but it's yeah. a dark horse. You beat Bama, you beat Bama. You're, that's the dark yeah. horse, especially you, in the West. Bama especially win. in the West. All right, we got. I mean, obviously Texas A and M and Florida are the two closest. I think mm-hmm. with Florida, you know, you, you lost Trask, Pitts, and Tony, but um, and the secondary is ass. But I'm kind of interested to see Emory Jones. I mean, I, I want to see what he can do. So I don't think there's a really dark horse in the East, to be honest. Um, in the West, dark horse, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is. I think they're a dark horse. I think Matt Carroll, if he doesn't get a DUI or keeps getting like pulled over and shit, um, he could be really good. I think they got both defensive tackles back, and 
I like Lane Kiffin. I think Lane Kiffin's a good coach. So I think Ole Miss is a super dark horse sleeper here. CY has been looking at my notes. I have really? Ole Miss as my dark horse. Wow. wow. Um, okay. Their defense is going to be so bad this year. Like, it, the games are going to be like 50 to 40. Their defense will be bad, as they were last year. But you look at the teams that played Alabama the toughest last year, Ole Miss probably played them the to- toughest. They, that shootout was wild. all the way down to the fourth quarter. Matt Corral stepped up. He throws a great deep ball. They have weapons. Lane Kiffin at, at, a, at the head coach. I, I don't know if, you know, defensively they can take care of business, but offensively they're going to give teams a lot of trouble. Like if you have an offense, like, for example, like Georgia-Florida last year, Georgia might have been a better team, but Florida just outscored them. Yeah. I mean, that's what it came down to. I could see Ole Miss kind of being that type of team that might give a team like Bama some fits if they can't score the football late in games. Yeah. All right. Who's your team that interests you guys? I, I like Auburn. Um, they interest me because I don't think coach. Bo Nix is going to start. Uh, I think TJ Finley transferred from LSU is going to start at Auburn, and I think they're instantly better when he starts. I Damn. think he's that much better. I mean, he had some good games at LSU, and he also had some really shitty games. But he's huge, athletic, Jamarcus Russell type body. <laughs> I mean, I know that didn't body. pan out in the yeah good they body. didn't pan out in the NFL, but yeah, it is a good body. In, col- in college football, it was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that head coach entire? Um, I think there's a lot Brian of Hassan better from Boise State. Boise State, guys. Boise State. There's a lot of better hires out there. That there I think there was better, gotten. but the Boise State guy deserved it. But is he on the hot seat from the from the jump? Because he wasn't a big name. You're at Auburn. Yeah, you're definitely under a microscope. I don't think Gus Malzahn necessarily deserved to get fired, but you don't beat Nick Saban, you get fired. Right. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it works over there. But Auburn's interesting. I think you're right. You know, Brian Harson. Yeah. They're Tank Bisbee's back. Tank Bisbee's really good. He might be the best running back in the conference, actually. Mm -hmm. Him or third best. Who the hell do you think is the best running back in the conference? I'll talk about it. Players to watch. I'll call. I'll call him out. Okay. They've got some good running. They have a good running back over there, but. If Bonex is their quarterback, I fucking hate Auburn. So, yeah. what do you think, CY? I mean, back on the Auburn thing, I oh, just yeah. no, I'm not. That's not my team, but oh, just okay. to comment on it, I think the defense sucks, but the secondary <laughs> is talented. So, my interesting team is uh, Tennessee. Um, new coaching staff over from UCF, and they did tremendous things at UCF. Um, I think that's a really good coaching staff. They got Joe Milton from Michigan, or is it going to be Harrison Bailey, that start? Oh, I forgot he's over there. Yeah, oh four-year starter at Michigan. He was terrible, but... Milton? Yeah. The quarterback? Yeah. Was not he? a four-year starter. At Michigan? It's Shea Patterson. Well, that's right. But Milton started a few years, didn't he? No, he started last year and got benched. Well, anyways, he he, he transferred there. The defense is talented, uh, but wasn't good. They're just interesting with that new coaching staff. <laughs> they're interesting, but they're also a dumpster fire. We didn't talk about the fucking dumpster fire that was Tennessee this offseason. The coach gets fucking fired for recruiting violations after giving money to fucking recruits on the recruiting visits in McDonald's bags. I, I talked about that on there. The guy is a fucking shit show. Like you're a fucking <laughs> That's idiot. interesting, right? It doesn't have to be good to No, be it's super interesting. I'm not I'm not I'm not against your pick. I mean that's fucking so they hire Josh Heupel out of UCF who again might not have deserved the job it's not like ucf was lighting the world on fire they weren't the best group of five team last year so they right. hired him over there and literally the entire tennessee roster transfers they lost They're, like all their receivers all their running backs their receivers their best linebackers at bama now henry 202 yeah he's good like they're all fucking gone oklahoma has literally two of their running backs like tennessee is a fucking dumpster fire actually like i'll be surprised 
if they win fucking four games this year. Oh, I like. I thought that they'll win more than that. I don't, dude. They're they'll win more than that. fucking rebuild to the max. Like that coach blew that team fucking for ten years. They're fucked. All right, my team that interests me is Florida. Um, they absolutely lost every single fucking player last year. Shoegate, Kyle Trask, Pitts, everybody. They're all fucking gone. Tony. Tony, they're all gone. And Dan Mullins, their coach, he's a clown. I fucking hate him. He's an idiot. He talks a lot of shit. He is an idiot. And I think he's overrated. And he's got a quarterback now. See what I mentioned before, Emory Jones. He's a pure dual-threat quarterback. He basically can only run the football, which is kind of what Dan Mullins' offenses used to be. So I'm interested to see... Can they win games in this system? Will they figure it out? This is a Dan Mullen know. quarterback. Andrew yeah, Jones absolutely. Is a Dan Mullen. Yeah, this is the closest games. thing to Dak that, that he's had. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see how it pans out this year for Florida. They're obviously the favorite to finish second, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Emory Jones. So I think there's a lot of interesting storylines there. Team to be trashed. This one should be a no-brainer. Vanderbilt. Manny. Manny. I actually have Auburn to be trashed too. Okay. I think Auburn's gonna That's be fair. ass. Wow. I have Tennessee being wow. trashed too. Interesting then, because both we had it uh, yeah. interesting. Okay, so no, it's it's Vanderbilt. It's not even close. Yeah, <laughs> two teams can be trash hey, though. For, Notre Dame D coordinator is now there, right? He's gonna turn around. It's got bullshit. Yeah, Vanderbilt will never be good. Never. No. Vanderbilt will never be good. All right, who's your player to look out for? Isaiah Spiller. I've been on him for years yeah, now. He's you been like him. he's been my dude. I'm rocking with him. He's the best fucking running back in the <laughs> SEC. Isaiah Spiller. Look for him to have a big jump this year. All right, B, who is your best running back in the SEC? You've been Kevin Harris, South Carolina. He's big. Averaged over 115 yards a game. Had 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. Bro, he is really good. Yes, they're not the best team. But Kevin Harris. They're going to be terrible. Kevin Harris (laughs) will have another 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. And it's like, yeah, you'll be like Spiller because but if he'll no be one's on the watching, big stage. Does anyone care? Yes. So here's people the care. Thing people in NFL care. We didn't talk about South Carolina, but they had the first pick of any head coach at the time, and they hired the tight end coach at Oklahoma, Shane Beamer. Um, I like Beamer. I like his dad. His dad was a good coach. True. So interesting. He was like an advisor for South Carolina a couple years before that. So it was a weird fucking hire. All the players transferred. Their their quarterback that was supposed to be there, Halinski, transferred to Northwestern, Olu guy. So I don't see a lot going on at South Carolina. They're going to be looking for a new head coach potentially in the next couple of years. I don't know what's going on. Are we, are we going to mention your favorite college player, J.C. Horn? No. Bo Nix? Right now. Who's, Who's your pick? Co- Who's a favorite college player? Uh, if, it's uh, not going to – I picked a bunch of random guys here. If I'm right, I'm right. You know, It's not – It's not top guy? Then I'll say it. Stingley, corner. Stingley's a dude. No, Stingley, Stingley, yeah, rightfully so. He's he's a chalk, like, absolutely. We haven't even mentioned him. One of the best DBs I've seen in college football potentially ever. Like, man-to-man, he, he's yeah. that good. He's really fucking good. It's interesting, He had to though. be mentioned. He had to be We didn't talk about LSU at all. Yeah, we might, maybe. Um, we'll see. But anyway, <laughs> um, Stingley is really fucking good. He really is. Um but the problem with Stingley is he kind of got a bad rap last year because LSU's defense last year was so fucking bad. Like, they were, like, one of the worst teams in past defense last year. So And they had Elias Ricks from modern day who's also very – who's supposed to be very good, yeah. and they struggled last year, and he was hurt. So it'll be interesting to see where Stingley falls this year. He's poised to be a top-five pick in this year's draft, but he's that good. Um, the other guy I have is Josh Job, DB out of Alabama. That's the guy who I actually have written down. 
He Ooh. plays safety. Yeah. Plays that nickel position. He's an absolute dude. He got kicked out of the national championship game for a big ass hit. He comes fucking downhill, and he's just another Bama safety. He's like Xavier McKinley or uh, who's the fucking guy for the Giants? Landon Collins. Like he's that downhill safety that's gonna fucking bang with you. So I really like him a lot. Who's getting fired? Who's your coach? I actually have Harrison from Auburn. One and done. Yeah. Why? I think they're going to be that bad. Oh, my God. I have them being that bad. That is very bold. That's crazy. They're that bad. All right. B? I got Sam Pittman. Okay. Uh, Arkansas? See, I think Arkansas, like we talked about almost with USC, we said they win nine games. They're okay. Like, he didn't have a bad year last year, and I think they're okay with it. If they make a bowl game, he's going to be all right. I mean, they're improved under him, but, like, they were kind of a cover team last year in a weird way. It's, it's, they were terrible. I feel like it's just one of those positions, especially being Arkansas. You got like one to four year window, and if you're not better, if you're not like giving Florida a game, yeah, you're gone. Remember when Arkansas was like actually fucking good with Darren, Darren McFadden? Yeah, and they were actually like fucking legit. Peyton Hillis and uh, who is the Felix Jones? Like Felix they were Jones. Actually, this name. This name. Some guys. They were tight. fucking good, dude. They beat number one LSU that year. They were yeah. good. Um, my coach to get fired, Ed Ogeron. Whoa, Eddie O, dude. He's got at least another year. LSU is going to – they finished 5-5 five and five last year. COVID. I don't care. Like He was one of Natty two years ago with arguably the best college football team of all time. He had field issues already with girls at LSU, yeah. with his wife. He's got divorced. Like, that matters, and especially with the, L- with the Les Miles stuff that came out at LSU. Yeah. like. LSU does not look good as a program right now, especially with their head coaches. And I think if they finish 500 or worse this year, he's gone. People are buying into him, though. Wow. People have them win total high. They think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be very overrated. I think they're very overrated. I actually agree with that. I don't think they're very good at all. Like, why, do, why. why am I assuming that they're all of a sudden going to be so good after they were bad last year? I agree. Like, they I have agree. them ranked like 12, and I'm like, they were fucking terrible last year. They have a new quarterback who won one game against Florida. Now I think he's supposed to be good. Their number one receiver, Bouye, had maybe one to two good games. I'm not bought in. I'm not bought in at all. They think their running backs are much better, but why? Like, I'm not buying into LSU this year. I'm really not. And I think Ed Ogeron is a very below average head coach, and I think they're looking for a new head coach next year. Interesting. Call it a bold cake. Take call what you want. LSU is not going to be good this year. Interesting. Take the under. All right. Group of five preview. Let's talk about our team. The Bearcat Nation. Total Degenerate Podcast. Sponsored by the Cincinnati Bearcats. I can love that. That is literally us. We, as you guys listened last year, we love our Cincinnati Bearcat Nation. We're all about them. Desmond Ritter's our fucking guy. He's back. What are you guys feeling about Cincinnati this year? I mean, how do you not love Cincinnati with the fact that they run the table last year? They do everything they're supposed to do, and they don't get in, right? So what do they do this year? They say, fuck you. We'll go play your fucking Power 5 schools. We'll go play everyone. And they are. Their schedule is brutal. Deep. Brutal. They're at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, they got someone else big there, too. And mm-hmm. then they have tough – I think they're at SMU. Like, their, t- their conference games are tough as well. They're so. at Houston. Yeah. They, they, they're not yeah. They're not giving themselves any favors. Excuse me. But Desmond Ritter came back, which is awesome. He probably would have been roughly like a third or fourth round pick last year. But Amar, um, Ahmad Gardner, their number one corner, he's – a potential first rounder, Desmond Ritter, as I already talked about, they returned a lot of guys on defense. I think 16 starters in total. 
I love me some Cincinnati. They're they're definitely gonna be the best group of five team this year. Love them. I my only concern is the losing defense coordinator um, to Notre Dame, to yeah. Marcus yeah. Freeman. That uh, that bothers me a little bit. Um, but, but I love Luke Fickle, the head coach. Yeah, Fickle's I think a he's dude. Awesome. He's turned down big, big. jobs too. Yeah. He really has Michigan State, all that stuff. He's turned it down. He's an ex coach. He, he believes. Michigan. He believes in this. I would love him in Michigan. We talked about this because he's Ohio State, and they would yep. shove it up their ass, which is legit. Red helmet, Bearcat Nation. Bearcat I mean, Nation. we're all we're all over that. Yep, we're all about it. All right, who's your group of five team that you think is going to compete, potentially make a move, be in that top ten, kind of like that Coastal last year? Who's that team? I don't see one to be honest with you. I really don't. I think Cincinnati's it, and if not, like a super dark horse, I think really grew San Jose State. Ooh, that is a very dark horse. San Jose State was very good last year, um, and they kind of came out of nowhere. I think they build on it. I mean. Nick, Nick Stuckle, yeah, um, I like him a lot. I, I, I think San Jose State's gonna be good again. All right, I think uh, UCF. Okay, uh, Dylan UCF, Gabriel. UCF is Gabriel's that team stud. to to yeah. make that move. First off, Cincinnati didn't help themselves. We just Gus Malzahn, head coach. Yeah. yeah, Cincinnati goes to Notre Dame, Indiana. Yeah, like they have some. They have UCF a, was my other pick. pick. I like okay. that pick. UCF has an easy schedule. And it's it's certainly I believe I think Cincinnati's got to beat UCF twice. Um, it that and that's my thing. I I just think like UCF plays Naval uh, Navy Temple SMU and then a date with Cincinnati. Like they they have it lined up to be that team, where Cincinnati could drop three in this schedule. And it's just that's a tough comeback. Yeah, no, I'm with that. Cincinnati's tough. Um, top of your guys' heads, who beat Ohio- Iowa State Week One last year? I have no idea. Cajuns. The Ra- Louisiana. Oh, that's right. Raging Cajuns. Oh yeah, that's Raging right. Raging Cajuns. Yeah. Raging they Cajuns. returned their head coach, who again got a ton of offers, turned them all down. Returned their quarterback and a lot of guys, and basically everyone on defense. Guess who they're playing week one this year? They got uh, who do they have? Oklahoma. Close. They're at Texas. Texas, you said that. Yeah, earlier. they right. they open at Texas. They're gonna go to Austin and beat Texas. Wow. The Raging Cajuns are my team. They were my team last year, and I they were your their head coach year. is awesome. They're a good ball club, and they're gonna be a group of five and team. They beat. They finished top fifteen last yeah, year. Yeah, no, they beat Coastal last year yeah. in the bowl game. I think, or them or Liberty, I don't remember. But they they finished really strong. They lost to Coastal mid year. That was their only loss was to Coastal. Yeah, they're yeah. ten. They won one. the bowl game. They're, they're fucking one. great, and I and I think they bring that momentum into this year's team. So I I think they're that good. I'm really excited about uh, Lafayette moving forward. All right, so we're gonna mix it up now. We're gonna talk about teams that. Uh, we have a couple kind of options. Like, who is the team that will do this this year? So we have a couple. Just a couple questions we're going to throw. Yeah, out. definitely. I gave you guys some homework to do, so think about these questions. So let's see what you guys came up with. So, who is this year's team that will start ranked but finish outside of the top twenty-five? Indiana. That's a good pick. I'm with that pick too. Okay. Indiana. Yeah, any reason I, why? Uh, just I, I mean, know. I know. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, I I just think that. They're they're not as good as you know, lighting in the bottle last year. Exactly. Okay. I think they they had a a few good games in them, a nice little streak going for them, but they're not that good. Yeah. I okay. think they finished what sixteen or seventeen in the rankings. Yeah. 
you think they you think they're out this year? They're, they're starting. They're preseason seventeen in the country. They're preseason seventeen. Think they I think they're out. out. I think okay. they're out. Yeah. See why? North Carolina. I think unranked. Yeah, I think they're going to be bad. Wow. Not bad, but I just think they lose a lot of games, and I think Sam Hell's fine, but they lost everything. They lost a lot. So that's a tough one. I'm going to say North Carolina. Okay. I'm going to go Florida. Wow. I don't I don't yeah. I don't agree buying, with that one. I don't you, you think don't, Florida's good? I'm not buying yeah. Emory Jones. I'm not buying Dan Mullen. They lost a ton, but, too many guys. But it's an they, SEC team. So but, if they go and just lose that's the Georgia, also true. And the East is whack. Like yeah. it's it's not good. So they that's, can keep that's also they, true. they can win 10 games, keep top 25 rating. I don't think they sure. win. I think they win like 9 games and still in the top 25. Wow. Uh, mate, that that's possible, yeah, but true. I think my overall basis of them is that they're very fake. Like okay. they could win eight games, and I still think they're a fake team. Like they're they're gonna beat Tennessee, think, they're gonna beat South Carolina, but they still I think they're still fucking overrated. You think right. they're a seven and five team? Let's be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Moving on, we have who is the team outside of the top twenty-five to finish in the top twenty-five? So complete opposite now. How about you start this one, Kimo? Sure. I'll start first. NC State. I oh, said yeah. earlier. Devin Leary, I like their quarterback. I think the Wolfpack are going to be really good this year. Um, they're in a tough Atlantic division, so I think it'll be challenging for them to get those wins. But I like them to finish second in that Atlantic. I'll give a second team, too, because I think um, this team hasn't been talked about at all, and I think they can definitely make a splash in that SEC East. Kentucky. Strong, yeah. wow. very okay. strong offensive line. Very good offensive line. Stoops' brother is the head coach. Um, transfer from quarterback, I think from Georgia Southern, if I'm not mistaken. So... They were a team last year that I thought was going to be a, going to be good, but they returned a lot of those guys from last year into this season. So I think Kentucky can be a team that I think Penn is State be pretty quarterback good. from Penn State will let leave this. Okay, that's yeah, the transfer perfect. Yeah, that's who it is. All right, who do you like? UCLA. You mentioned them earlier. I think nice. they finish in the top twenty-five this year. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to surprise some teams. I think they they jump in that in that twentieth range when it's all said and done. All right, solid. I have two teams, and I've mentioned them both before. I think uh, Utah. I think Utah will be in the top twenty-five, if not top fifteen, and Boston College. Love me some Boston College. I like Boston College could crack that number. Okay, I'm with that. I'm down with that. And they can have a good bowl game too. I I really like like a Boston College Oklahoma State bowl game. Dirty. Yeah, give me it. (laughs) All right. Who is your quarterback to come out of nowhere and be a first-round pick? A guy that you think is gonna be a stud. First guy that comes to mind, obviously, that we can base this off of is Zach Wilson last year at BYU. So okay. who's the Zach Wilson of this year? Uh, Tyler Schell or Slow. I told you I was talking about him later. But you don't have Texas Tech being that good. No, you think he's just going to. No, I don't think they have to be. I think he's going to wow. show enough. He was a big-time recruit out of Texas. Yeah, he was. Um, out of high school. And I, I think he was okay at Oregon, but I think now he's the guy, less pressure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him. Solid. I'm gonna go with uh, B said them a second ago. I'm gonna go with Boston College. Boston College's Phil Dracovic. I know we talked about it before. I think he's a pro style quarterback. He's coming wow. out of Notre Dame, five star recruit out of high school. Boston College is gonna be a good football team this year, and he's gonna show off the arm talent this year. So I think he can definitely be a guy that sneaks into that first round. Um, I'm gonna go with a, t- a guy from a team you guys really jumped on, Ole Miss, Matt Cor- uh, Coral. Yeah. Okay. He's got Lane Kiffin. They got the offense. They could move the ball. He could surprise a lot of people. No, not bad. I'm with that. All right, here's a good question. So, Devontae Smith last year, first non-quarterback to win the Heisman in a while, probably since Derrick Henry about five years ago now. 
Who is our non-quarterback to win the Heisman this year in your guys' minds? Who you guys got? I've already mentioned it, but Bajon Robinson, Texas. I thought he's you're on Texas, man. I'm on him. I'm still on the air about like Texas. Thompson. Thompson, I'm still on the air about, but I like Bajon Robinson. Okay, so he needs to put up some numbers for that, but you like Sarkeesian to do it. All I right, do. B. I we've talked about this over and over again. Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall. I mean, it was hard to like not even put him in conversation, but they just weren't. I think the team wasn't up to you know Clemson Bama standards. Okay. But he you know he had fifteen hundred yards, twenty some touchdowns. Like the guy's unreal. Mm-hmm. If he repeats that and goes and wins the Big Twelve, really like Brees Hall Heisman. <laughs> I have Brees Hall down too. Wow, Fuck yeah, I do. Let's uh, go. He yeah, like you said. I thought you were going Singletary for sure. No, um, my other guy in my mind, I'll give another one. Uh, Chris Olave, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Like depending that. on we'll his numbers, him. he can go absolutely berserk. I and, and Devontae Smith kind of changed that conversation that the wide receiver could take the spotlight from the quarterback. Yeah, no, I'm 100% could see that. All right, so another topic that we put on here is your lock to be an All-American that is not a quarterback this year. See why? Who you got I just, in mind? I just mentioned him, Singletary. I mean, I know it's kind of chalk, but he's such a dude. Mm-hmm. I love Singletary. I'm going to take him. Okay. Interesting. Um, B, you got a guy? Yeah. Christopher Allen, linebacker, Bama. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, we talked I mean, about the linebackers. The, I think the one that could compete Anderson, with him is, is yeah. his teammate or Mike, Mike Rose from uh, Iowa State, but Christopher Allen is going to be – very good. Okay. I'm with that. Awesome. All right. Um, I'm going to preface this into another segment we're going to talk about here, but okay. I have Kyle a- or uh, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of yeah. Notre Dame. Mm. Super solid player. Hey. He was an All-American last year. I'm glad we didn't get too much Notre Dame. I thought you, you were going to mention him a long time no. ago. You know you me. love this guy. No. I am a very unbiased professional podcaster. I'm not biased here. <laughs> We're just talking about teams. I haven't mentioned Notre Dame's name since we talked conference yeah. alignment early on in this conversation. But since we mentioned it, we'll talk a little bit about Notre Dame because Let's Notre Dame Notre Dame is very interesting because they have like four solid games that I want to talk about that could impact college football on a absolute cosmic scale. Right? So they have a game at Wisconsin. I believe it's week three. Love that. Then they have Cincinnati at home. Our Bearcats. So, so sick. USC at home, and then North Carolina at home. So they've got four games that are absolutely stacked against them and absolutely loaded. And I'll preview Notre Dame a little bit. Brand new quarterback, brand new weapons on the offense, right? We lost McKinley, Skronik, damn near everybody, Ian Book, and I want to say three out of our five offensive linemen. So it's a full rebuild on the offensive side of the ball. And we got a transfer from Wisconsin, Jack Cohen, if you've seen him before. Not the strongest quarterback, in my opinion, but again, he's a year off, so we'll see what happens. Defensively, we're going to be very solid. We'll have we'll have a good, if not great, defense this year. Kyle Hamilton will be the leader of that defense. As I mentioned before, he'll be an All-American safety for us. With all that being said, I think we're ranked around the kind of like the 8 to 10 to 12 range I've seen on most preseason polls here. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's mainly where we've been, but... There's seven in the in the coaches okay. preseason. Okay, so seven. yeah, so around there. But we have Wisconsin, Cincinnati, USC, UNC. How many games do you see Notre Dame winning out of those games? Two. Yikes. Two and two. Which ones? Um, North Carolina is a lock. 
to win. Yeah, they're going to yeah. win that game. Um, I could easily see them win three. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think at Wisconsin is a very tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they drop one of the other ones. So, I mean, I just – I think Say it. You love your Bearcats. I love my Trojans too, though, so that's tough. I, I just – I don't. I don't know which ones it is, but I, I think two and two sounds. The right. tough stretch. It's I mean, tough. that is a. T- those, those, like I said, those games are going to impact college football. Yeah, I, think, I really oh, yeah. think because we have Cincinnati, who's ranked like six. Wisconsin, who we said is going to win one division. USC, you have winning, and UNC has Sam Howell. Like this yeah. is an absolute murderer's row yeah. of, a, of a schedule this year. I have. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride with your your guys. I have it, three and one, uh, losing to Wisconsin, and yeah. that's all biasness there. Uh <laughs> Notre Dame could be that team that beats all four, and we're not going to be surprised. Yeah, you know. But I, I really like I really like Wisconsin this year. I mean, I like Cincinnati and SC too. But are they going to go and beat Notre Dame? No. Yeah. No, so, we we've absolutely so, dominated USC in the last five this, years. And this like, is and dominated. this is my conversation with SC kind of falling behind Utah. I think this is one game they lose. Right. For sure. No, I'm with that. And. I'm gonna bet you that game, Bearcat Nation. You'll cover. <laughs> You'll co- hey, they'll cover. All right. Um, for me personally, yeah, like I said, I I see three wins here for sure. Probably the fourth, the fourth almost being if Wisconsin's offense is is if Graham Mertz can be a guy, then I think that's a tough game for us because defensively that's gonna be an absolute battle. But I don't think our offense is going to be that good this year. I really don't. So that worries me. I Who's think our QB. De- I think our defense is going to win us a lot of games this year. I think we're bet the under from Notre Dame this year. I think we can shut down Cincinnati's offense. It hurts me to say, but it's true. Same with USC, and I don't think their defense is that great. And UNC, it depends on if Sal, Sam Howell has the weapons. If he has the weapons, then yeah, we might lose that ball game. But I don't think he does. So I think we actually win that ball game too. Yeah, no, I mean, and Sam- we dominated UNC last year, even with those yeah, weapons. Yeah, Sam Howell's throwing 450 yards that game. You guys are going to lose. Yeah. All right, back to our questions and our picks that we talked about earlier. Um, Heisman, we talked about it before, so we already have our All Americans, we got our conference winners, all that stuff. Who is your Heisman winner this year? Because we said non-quarterback, but majority of the time it is a quarterback. So who's your Heisman winner this year? JT Daniels. It's chalk, and I have the same thing. I actually wrote three guys down. I wrote two. Go I, ahead. I, I JT Daniels. I mean, he's my clear cut leader of the pack um i also like obviously another chalk spencer rattler because those are the two teams i was highest on georgia and oklahoma right um uh, but my dark horse is emory jones my dark horse is <laughs> get off florida Christ, dude. i get mean off florida dan mullins with those type of guys you saw what dak did so he's a dark horse don't get me wrong he's a dark horse but i like the other two guys a lot i don't hey, think he can throw right? at all but maybe not they're gonna be running power QB sneaks on third and five. I, Fucking Tebow. So I, I love that. I love that Devontae Smith kind of changed this award I a little that, bit yeah. um, because it was starting to become the best QB in the nation. Yeah. Chris Olave could be. Yeah. That could be chalk. Up. That could be a chalk. It's pick, not just because he's a, he's not a quarterback, but he's a wide receiver, and yeah. I think this. Trend of you know the best wide receiver in the country could start winning this award a lot. Mm-hmm. So they, if they have sixteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns, and you're and that's half your quarterback stats, you're obviously like the most important player on your team. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so Chris Olave, JT Daniels, and then my like outside pick. Come on, Bearcat Nation. 
Desmond Ritter Fuck has yeah. the schedule. Fuck if he yeah. goes and wins nine, ten games, Fuck he yeah. has the schedule and the stats to do it. Ritter will be on that stage. Oh, God, I hope so. Fire me the fuck up. He will be on that stage at the end of the year. I don't oh, yeah. know if he'll win it. He'll be there. Okay, Mark, who he'll you got? fucking be there. I'm with that. My th- my thing with Desmond Ritter, and I think I think they can have the, the record to be get him there, but he doesn't put up the stats. They play good defense. They yeah. don't they don't put up too many points to where he's gonna put up the numbers to do that. He, with this so, schedule, he's gonna have to. I'm not against him so, being on the you stage. Know what I mean? I'm not against him being on the stage. So the guys I have on the stage, I got Desmond Ritter, I got Brees Hall. And my winner, it's majority of the time, it's the best player on the best team is going to win the Heisman. Okay. And I think that player this year is JT Daniels. Wow. All across the board. And I just want to say, we did not talk about this at all beforehand. So I'm very shocked that we have that. And I think Spencer Rattler will also be there. But I think those four players will be there. And I think JT Daniels will have the numbers because I don't they don't have the premier running back. They have like Kendall Milton yeah. is their running back there, but he's new. They lost Zamir White last year. Got a got an outside question. Yeah. And we haven't seen one since Charles Woodson. What Any shot we have a defensive Heisman. And uh, if, if they those days are done. If if Oregon goes off this year, Kayvon Thibodeau, if he like goes off on sacks this year, he could do it. And like 19 sacks. Yeah if he go, if what's, he goes crazy I mean, and Dominican Sue style. I think those days are it. number two, but like what's What's the number? What's the impact you need? Like Singletary with this a boatload of picks. <laughs> like you have to have pre preseason hype. You can't come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Thibodeau. Agreed. Or if Notre Dame goes crazy and they're terrible on offense, but they're great on defense, and Kyle Hamilton's the guy. I still or don't think Derek he has Stingley. enough hype. I think it's Stingley or Stingley or Thibodeau. Maybe I, those are the three okay. defensive players I think have we're just, even the most hype. We're just done with that conversation, though. Not forever. Yeah, not forever. There's always a guy that'll bubble up and be talked about, but we haven't had it in a while, so. We'll see. I kept saying Singletary. I don't know why. It's fucking Stingley. 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 My bad. Yeah, you kept saying Singletary, and I, I just was letting it go. Yeah, why don't you correct me? I just didn't want to embarrass you. It's Stingley. <laughs> I knew it was Stingley. I don't know why I kept saying it the wrong. That's good. All right. Four teams to make the playoff, and then you're, and then you're two, and then you're winner. I got Iowa State. Whoa. Oh, fucking God. Versus Bama. <laughs> Georgia versus Clemson. Wow. Georgia Bama. Oh, I, was gonna, I was going to Iowa State. Come on. I couldn't. I okay. couldn't do it. All right. What do you got? I, I think Bryce Young is that good. I said it last year, but he never even got a chance to play. God damn it. I'm changing it. I'm switching it now on my head. Okay. Clemson Bama. DJ wins it. Wow. Damn. Modern day, modern day St. John Bosco final. That's crazy. That's wild. Right? I, I said this two years ago. We would see a Bryce Young DJ national championship game. Very possible. And I think DJ wins it. It's very possible. Um, fuck it. What do you got? Fuck uh, it. I got Bama, uh-huh. Georgia, Oklahoma, and I'm so like, – I keep going back and forth on my fourth. Say it. He's going to say Oregon. He's going to say SC. <laughs> As you say, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Oh my Oregon. God. I think Clemson and them are like the, the they're back and forth with both of them. I'm gonna take but, Oregon. Hey, think about this. Oregon plays Ohio State week two. Yes. That's a and if you think Clemson loses to Georgia, then that's the deal breaker. Yes. That's okay. where I'm kinda at in my head. Um and I I have Georgia Bama, which is you know, I and what happens is is I think Georgia Bama? Okay. Yeah. Georgia Bama and I got Bama. Okay. It's hard to go against them. But Georgia, 
I think here's my debate with them is I don't think they're going to play twice, right? So I think they're going to play in no, the they're S- playing once. They'll play in the SEC Championship. Yeah. But I think they play twice cuz they play in that that playoff game. Oh, if they play in the playoff then. That's yeah, what I'm course. saying. So if Georgia beats Bama the first time, I don't think they beat them again. And it's if hard to beat next if, if yeah. Bama if Bama beats Georgia, I don't think Georgia can beat them. <laughs> like I just don't yeah. see I just don't see a scenario where I think Georgia beats Bama, which is fucking tough, but I'll, I'll go with Bama, which I, I said I, Iowa State in the playoffs, but I, guys. I really do like That's Georgia. Tight. Let's not forget that. I That's like tight. Georgia, Oklahoma. I wouldn't be surprised if those two matched up in the championship. Okay. So I have uh, Georgia as the one seed. Wow. I have Georgia as the one seed. I can yeah. see that. I really like Georgia this year. Got Georgia as the one seed. I have Oklahoma as the two seed. Love that shit. That fires me up. I've got Clemson as the three seed. Wow. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And I've got Bama as the four seed. I was going to say, you're not fucking keeping Bama out of there. Yeah. I got Bama as the four seed. They go undefeated until they play in the SC Championship and they keep them in. And then they play again. And they beat Georgia them. wins. Georgia wins twice. Georgia wins twice. No and then, way. No oh, way. And then Oklahoma beats Clemson. So it's Georgia, Oklahoma. Oh, I love your, that. Your dream matchup. That's my dream matchup. It's you didn't pick it, though. I didn't pick it. I don't see a scenario where it happens, but. Georgia wins. I fucking love They're that. They're deep. Those They're are my two favorite teams. I'm, so I can't we're, believe we're Clemson, Clemson, Georgia, Bama. Yeah. You said Bama, and I know how how sick you are not picking Oklahoma, Georgia like he just did. I know. I'm not one sick. of us had Ohio State in there. I know. If Quinn Emmers said was starting tomorrow, this might be different. Wow. I don't think so. No, it would. It's crazy. Hey, well, no, it's here. It's I, here. I really trust Dabo. I, you know me. I'm – I'm the Clemson guy. I, I back them. Dabo, DJ, Justin Ross. Well, that's it. That's our full college football preview. Wow, that was fucking deep. That was a lot of information. Hey, there, like We talked about it a little bit, but you have Clemson, Georgia week one. We've got Miami, Bama week one. College Oregon, football. Ohio Chick-fil-A State. Kickoff. Oregon, Ohio State. Like, Cajuns, Hawaii, Texans. I think Hawaii, UCLA, and then UCLA, LSU week two. Oh, um, Hawaii's opens up week zero. Like they play that week zero before week one. There's Love a few it. games, so we will be back next week for our fantasy football uh, preview show. Then we're gonna take a week off before we get into into it. So we'll have week one college football um, in about three weeks from today for you guys, and that'll have all of our games week one that we're talking about now. So. Do some research on it. Get ready to go. Like I said, we'll be in next week with our fantasy football preview. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We're out.